Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, welcome to our latest uh, special and yes. the first one to feature one of the Doctor's kind or kin or or are they now with New I'm Who? Sure. Do you know what? I'm sure there's some, there's probably some new adventures or book where they're, it, they're brother and sister or something. Or sister and sister now. Or sister and brother. It's very confusing. It is. Um, but yeah, our first visit... Well, it is our first visit to another Time Lord, although we did dis- we've discussed the Master in one. Haven't we? We've definitely discussed like, in the Demons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but our first proper visit to look at all the stories of a, a fellow Time Lord, Time Lady. Well, I don't know. they they say Time Lords through yeah. Mark of the Rani. They never call her a Time Lady, do they? No. So I I think Time Lord must be just a it's not a gender neutral. <laughs> title but it's a gender biased title isn't it so i think it's one of these rubbish things you get in science fiction where it sounds like it's time lord but it's actually spelt completely differently and we what, just ta- think it's two words do you think it's like time as in the, the herb yes <laughs> it, it was just a lord as in I don't with know some what w's in it yeah. or something lord. yeah 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 well i i mean i've seen this before in different things where if something's problematic like they'll say it's actually an alien word. That's and what it I'm just thinking. Phonetically sounds like Time Lord, but it actually means we've run out of ideas and times have changed. Yeah, um, we're retrofitting. Yeah, retrofit. Yeah, retconning. That's the that's what it is. But now I, I mean the thing is, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, male male non non gendered but male titles, isn't there in in sci-fi. Mm, it's almost yeah. as if most sci-fi is written by middle-aged old men, chubby men, chubby white men with big sideburns <laughs> yeah. and spots. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, well, that right. sums it up. We'll see you again. Yes, in two yeah. Weeks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got three tales to talk yes, about in this tales. special. This is, in three I was tales. Just saying before, it's a game of thirds. This one. We normally have a game of halves, but this is a game of thirds. Yeah. Um, well. It'll be interesting to see whether our thirds correspond, because my my I would say we're we're actually this is perfect. This is literally the good, the bad, and the ugly, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But whether we agree on which ones which, which ones which way rounds they go? Yeah. Yes. Um. So I thought what I'll do is with each one before we get into talking about the Rani in those stories. What are our uh, our memories of what we thought about it? back then when it was first transmitted what do you think of mark of the rani um, when it when, first came out when when it first came out the uh, i i really enjoyed it i i mean i must admit i mean i've said it before i'm i'm a, a very very biased when it comes to season 22 i love the season i know there's problems with it but this seemed to be a story that avoided a lot of those pitfalls you know it didn't it, it wasn't the usual sort of 
Eric Sayward script where the Doctor only appears in the last two minutes and doesn't interact with everything. You, you got a feeling this this was more of a traditional style Doctor Who story, and I know, I remember fandom liking it for that reason. Mm-hmm. That I think this was this was the story where people that didn't like season twenty uh, twenty two st- started to think, oh, okay, it's settled down. We're turning the corner. I think it wasn't mm-hmm. the next story time lash or something though, or it was something not good. Um, so yeah, it was. I think this one was appreciated, and the the character of the Rani just seemed to click with with fandom. She was everywhere in everything, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that this sort of stuck, hasn't it? And I don't know whether the Rani. When people think of the Rani, they think of this story. Are they thinking of the two other stories? Because every time you get a female, even not in New Who now, whenever you get a uh, a, a female guest star announced, everyone speculates, oh, is it actually going to be Durrani? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Durrani coming back? I think they should bring Durrani back as a man. Well, why not? Fair is fair, yeah. Well, well, why not? Indeed, yeah. Um, this Mark of the Rani, for me, I, I can remember when it was transmitted, I wanted to like it. I wanted to like really? the Colin Bacon... Bacon, Colin Baker, Colin Bacon, era. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, the Bacon. Sorry. No, no, no there, there's more ham in the second story. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yes, no, and and I wanted to, but and and I can remember just being very disappointed with it. But I think I think it's a case of you know back then we weren't that far away from Tom the Tom Baker era, which yeah. you know was my doctor. So we're not far away from that, um, <coughs> and. We hadn't had really a history of being let down by Doctor Who, whereas now, after everything that's come after it, when you now look back to the Colin Baker stories, I think we've mentioned this before, you know, now, in perspective, I can appreciate them for far more than what I did back then. Yeah, I think think when when it isn't new, when it isn't the latest incarnation of of who you can look at it in a different way um it doesn't always work as we, when we come to talk about our next story um yeah you i think you can appreciate it in a different way can't you and i i could i knew at the time because even at the i mean especially at the time colin baker was a very divisive doctor you either you either seem to love him or you hated him and i i fell if securely into the camp of loving him i thought he was a brilliant doctor <clears throat> i loved his characterization um but I could see that there were problems with season twenty-two, uh, and I, I still maintain it's not the it's not the cast, it's not the directors necessarily. I think slam bam, it falls down on a script editor and a producer. Mm. They're the people at fault, and the unofficial advisor. Um, so I could see there was problems, and um, yeah, there's not not. Not a lot happens in this story, but I think what what is in there, I th- is thoroughly enjoyable. Um, really weirdly, at the end of the story, you've got a couple of the characters. They're doing the, the comedy Tardis takes off scene, and they're they're treating as if they've interacted with the Doctor. And you know, in a normal story, you would have four episodes of these people interacting, getting to know the Doctor, getting to trust him, and that, that's not. You don't really get that in Colin Baker's stuff because it's too slam bam quickly. Yeah, and then you get that scene at the end, and it, even watching it now, I thought that's not warranted. You know, where mm. I think Raven, Ravenscroft says, uh, 
oh, he's always surprising the doctor. We should listen to what he said. Like, you, you've literally said two lines to him, mate. Yeah, <clears throat> you've not him. built. Yeah, you've not built that rapport. <clears throat> Um, and I think, if, if nothing else, it does show that the 45-minute format just wasn't good for Duck 2. No, no, no. All right, well, well let's uh, talk about it. Um, yes. and, and, of course, you know, it starts in the Iron Bridge Working Museum yes. place, yeah. um, which never, whenever I watch it, I'm never convinced by, because we're, we're, we're supposed to believe this is a town that has sprung up around the mine. The mine, yes. But it's only a few houses, and... There are trees right next door to it. Yeah, a town this, wouldn't be like that, would it? No. This looks exactly like what it is, which is a, a working um, museum, basically, isn't it? It's yes. School groups go there. Um, I also I love the the absolutely slavering on to say this is up north. This yep. is because <laughs> every every line is oh I'm gonna get a tour be. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got it. Yes. This is up north. Yes. We understand this. Um, I'm expecting think, Graham yeah. Chapman to come in and go trouble at yeah. mill. You know. Uh, yeah. Trouble <laughs> at mill. Cross treadle has gone out of skew with, uh, with uh, on the trill. What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it, there's definitely an element of the uh, the Pythonesque about this. Um, I mean, it, it, I think it does its best, and it does look nice. But you're right. This town. At no point do you think this is a working town. Um, it's just not big enough. There's, it's not. Yeah, it's it, not big enough. There's no smoke either. No smoke. Yeah. yeah everything's yeah, that, everything's that, that. nicely clean and new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no filth. No. No filth. So, well, even the, the guys they come out of the pit and they're going, "Oh, we, we." I'm not going to do the accent. I'll just insult everyone. They go, "We we need to go and get cleaned up. We're filthy." And it's like, "You're not. <laughs> You're not." <laughs> do you remember? I, I, are you? old enough to remember when your local swimming pool was called the public baths yeah public baths yeah that's yeah. what we we always knew that as kids as you went swimming at the public baths so. yeah yeah our, our one in maidstone yeah. until they pulled it down in like the 80s i mean yeah it had it, it originally it was a victorian yeah. one and that's where you went when yeah, you didn't have your own bath, bath yeah. at home you know so yeah you would yeah, yeah. For, i mean I, I i imagine when i was a kid and we went there there was probably quite a few kids that was their only Immersion in water. Yes. Probably that month. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Used to make you go through the Veruca pool as well, which was just oh, oh I've yeah. nightmares about that still. My, oh. my 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 old junior school, we had an outdoor swimming pool, and I clearly oh, remember God. we we had a tray with Dettol in it, and you had to put your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you had like to, you had to step mouth, in. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do that, and then you had to uh, before you could get in there, somebody mm. had the job of having the. Uh, the uh, like the fishing net and getting yeah. all the flies off the surface. Yeah. And the plant there was in. always plasters in that football. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh. the dettol dissolves them. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, 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 the 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 stickiness of the plaster would instantly dissolve with the dettol. Yes, in dettol. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't get, you don't get stuff like that anymore. Dettol and vim and you know, like scouring yeah. powder. You don't get scouring powder anymore. No. Where are we going with this, Ian? I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> Let's um, go to the bathhouse. Let's go to the bathhouse yeah. because that's so this, where the Rani yeah, is, isn't the she? The Rani is there. Yeah. Well, we don't know at the moment, do we? Because we don't know who the Rani is. I mean, this this title, um, Mark the Rani, could be anything. Could mean anything. We don't know, and that's, it's quite nice. So we get this um, this wizened little old lady, and if you didn't know better, you could you could easily dismiss her and go, "Oh, she's not old. They they've not hired an old person for this." Um, 
I did like the. Uh, it's the guy from Minder, isn't it? I forgot. Yes, it is. It. I can't. Yeah. Cheerful. No, not Charlie Chisholm. It was the other one, wasn't it? What was his name? He was a police inspector, wasn't he? Yeah. In Minder. Yeah, and I like him. He's a good actor. Uh, yeah, you get this sort of intriguing start where they're they're going off to the bathhouse and this this old wizened crone. <laughs> it's like yeah. something out of Blackadder, isn't she? She is, but also, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're missing a trick here. We've got a Blake 7 connection, haven't we? Because old, old Chummy, who, who, who can't lift a Toby and he's going to the bath yeah. and he's the main villain, he was the one we thought was going to join Blake, wasn't he? He's the one oh, who... Oh, God, uh, you're right, yes. Yeah, um, it's him. Arco. Arco, yeah, he's Arco. Yes, you're right. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Yes, you're right, Arco. So, that's uh, good, Blake 7 link. Kate O'Malley yes. was never on Blake 7, was she? I don't she could have been Serverland's sister. She could have. She yeah, could so have. That would have been funny. Turned up on the station with all shoulder pads and uh, permed hair. Oh no! Th- then it would have become a proper dynasty thing. It would have been like yeah. Kate O'Mara when she was up against Joan Collins. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, this this is this is actually really weird, isn't it? That um, in this first story, I think I think Kate O'Mara is brilliant, and then she goes off to to do Dynasty and then she oh, comes and back for the second story and it's like have you forgotten how to act? She brought Dynasty back with her yes, for the yeah. second one but let's let, let's stick yeah, to the so first one let's not one. get ahead of ourselves yeah this, this Monty Python hag as you yes. say I mean if you know it's Kate O'Mara you can see it's Kate O'Mara yeah. um, on the uh, DVD extras she says about how they spent ages doing a, a, a life cast of her to make a mask no it's no 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 it's not for that it's like but i can see it's kate amara it's for the scene where she takes the mask off oh okay yes yeah. you never it, it it's they never do what they did with roger delgado where it's clearly meant yeah. to be a mask of the person he's in person but nothing yeah. like it they should they, have had someone else playing her as the crone and a, a different actress, an older actress, and then had her take the mask off. Because, yeah, I, I wondered that. That's like, she takes the mask off and you think, why, why did you bother? Yes. <laughs> you look like you in a shawl. Yes. Yeah, also, yeah. why is she wearing a mask? Who is she worried about? Well, she's meant like to be a, old, isn't she? She's, um, but everyone... To be in... fair, though, if, if she had turned up as Kate Amara running the bars, I think she would have had more custom. You would have, wouldn't you? you? And if, she were, if she was rubbing you down in the bath, as opposed to an old crone, I think um, I think a, a, a trade would have um, would have doubled. Well, then, then she should have done that, because, yeah. you know, we later find out that she's there uh, yeah, she because wants she wants people to, to go to the bathroom, don't, yeah. doesn't she? Mm. she does. <laughs> Kate Amara wants you to go to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on? Um, but yeah, so so immediately it sets up a mystery, doesn't it? Is what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, in a good way, rather than a normal. What the hell is going on here? Which we all come to. Um, yeah, and and I, I I think she's good. I like it. I and I I remember the music because I remember I've said before that this was the season that I I did like you and I put them on cassette and yes. I just listened to them endlessly. And so it's it's so weird watching season twenty two again, because my brain knows every sound effect, and every music cue and yeah, everything. Every music cue, and you're waiting for it. I think if they if they edited something out, I would know immediately. My brain would go, nope, yeah. something there. 
it's the same with me listening to you know my audio cassettes of Mad Max yeah, or yeah. Blade Runner or Star Wars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, while, while she's like gassing these uh, yep. the, the, <laughs> the, the, these miners, uh, yeah. the doctor has arrived um, and Perry, of course. Um, that they're in the right time, but they're not in the right place. So this, yeah, this I like this because. <coughs> oh, pardon me. That's my. Uh, it's that poisonous gas. It came out in the last scene. Um, I like this because they've turned up and they they want to go to Kew Gardens um, because Perry. I mean, it, it's hard to remember, but Perry was introduced and she had a love of botany. She was meant meant to be a botanist mm. and she was going to college to study botany and it was a gap year and all that sort of thing. So they actually make quite a play of it in this one. So a she's wearing non sexy clothing. Yeah, there's no down blows. Yeah. There's no down blousey for us tonight, no. is there? No, lots of puffy sleeves, but and it, it sort of. I mean, it works better. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm no prude. I like looking at Perry, and I like the costumes he wear. But it definitely works better. Can you imagine if she'd have been in her shorts and that in this situation? It just you wouldn't have been able to do it. I don't think. It would have been nice if the doctor, for once, had got out of yeah. the outfit. You perhaps, know, perhaps put because he could have left the rest on. Perhaps put a black frock coat on, going, you know, oh, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, you know, I want to blend in, sort of thing. That would have been quite nice. Colin well, he does Baker it later fits, on, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he does exactly. Yeah, uh, mm. he, yeah, he puts, uh, he puts cat poo smeared. No, it was uh, dog poo. Of, dog poo was it? Smeared <laughs> mud all over himself. I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, don't want, we don't mind. You can lose your eyesight. We don't mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Colin fits this story really well. I'd love to have seen him in more historical style ones because his his sort of persona fits fits this time period really well. Um, the aloof gentleman, because of course, yes. gentleman would have been a fairly aloof. Um, but yeah, they they turn up, so they're in the wrong area. They're meant to be going to. Um, uh, Kew Gardens. Kew Gardens, that's yes. it. Um, never been there myself, no idea. Um, but yeah, they meant to be going there, but they've landed in the wrong place. And is... and Perry very astutely says, you know, because something's not going to of course, she says, another Time Lord. Yeah. And to, to which the doctor... Yeah, and, but the doctor says, or a Dalek, but he doesn't yeah. seem too much bothered by it, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I think he seems quite keen to to find out what it is. So they, they go off for a stroll and they go past this mysterious scarecrow, um, mm -hmm. which we late, we later learn is the master. What the hell is he doing? I've got... Why? Yeah. <laughs> so so he didn't know the Doctor was turning up, although later no, on you do it, find out that he he was the one that knocked him off course. But was he just waiting in that until the Doctor appeared? This is where it all starts falling apart for me, because this time that I watch it, I'm thinking about it, obviously too much because yeah he's somehow he knows the TARDIS is going to be in that year yeah so he's waiting for it to arrive in that year and when it does it's, he's going to redirect it there he yeah. also knows we find out later that the Rani is there as well yeah. just I by like, coincidence yeah, yeah the, uh, this this era of Doctor Who did have far too many coincidences um, I like to think, though, that because at this point, the Anthony Ainley master is mad. He's, he's Gaga, he's Tonto, he's Crackers, whatever you want to call it. He's off his trolley, he's fell off his bicycle, 
he's absolutely putty, isn't he? And I like to think that he wasn't waiting for the Doctor as a scare. He just, this is one of his mad plans. He probably wants to, you know, steal some crows or something. Um, but yeah, he's just stood there, sort of. I want to think he's cackling, but I know he's not. But I can just imagine him stood there cackling. Um, and the Doctor and Perry sort of mention it. And they say, oh, that's weird. No birds about. Which I never make any play of later on. You, you, yeah, I don't Doesn't, understand yeah. why there's no birds about. It, is it no. because the Master's a bloody good scarecrow? Or, yeah, it could be he's the best scarecrow ever. Or he smells, or the birds have got more sense. Um I, I don't know, because you're waiting for some, the bird, the lack of wildlife to play into it. You know, he's poisoning stuff. Or and it's like, no, never mention that again. No. Just a that, throwaway line. That is a very strange line, isn't it? It um, is. Talk, talking about Anthony Ainley, I, I might as well say, because we haven't discussed him yet on this show, but I've, I've no, never liked him. I've, I've never liked him. I've never liked Anthony Ainley's performance. I've seen him in other things, and he's fine, but there's just something about him as the master, and I'm pretty darn sure it's because Roger Delgado is so ingrained in my mind as the master. Yeah. It's not fair enough, Anthony, that he it's followed. Not, no, 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 it's um, not. I, I mean, I, 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 I sort of, I think for once we've, we've got different views here, because I, I quite like Anthony Ainley's master, but with the caveat that at no point, other than in um, The Keeper of Traken, at no point is he believable as the master. I don't think he's doing a good performance, I don't think he's doing a believable performance, but I do enjoy his performance because it's so mad. Mm. I mean, my, my favourite my favorite bit is in The Five Doctors where he, he comes in, he waltzes in, sits down and goes, hey, maybe seated? And you think, this, this guy's having a lot of fun here. Mm. Good on him. But yeah, he's not believable at all. He's not threatening. No. I mean, in this, him and Kate Amara play off really well together. But she's, as a character, she's behaving to him as if, yeah, he's mad. He's cracked. Yeah. We, Be- everyone can see it. Because if if this was a, a John Pertwee story and you had Kate... Because Kate Amara could have been in a John Pertwee oh, story as the Rani. With Roger Delgado, <laughs> she yeah. wouldn't be putting him down the no. way she's putting down Anthony Ainley's master. No, no, he's... he's yeah, he, he's a loon at this point. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy his performance. Like, I, I can understand... It, I mean, he's not a patch on Delgado. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's better or anything. I do enjoy it, but he is... He is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I enjoy a good rubbish performance. Yeah. The, the, the best way I can put it is when you have, like, you know... Uh, you, you, you know, like The Force Awakens or something like that, right? And then in America, you have an American theme park where you have an attraction and you have other actors playing the roles yes, of, yeah. the, of the film character. Yeah. They look the same, but they're just not the same. Yeah. You know, it's that going, sort of thing. That's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're he's, right. He's, he's, he's almost cosplaying as, as the mask. That's another good way of um, putting it, yeah. I'm not... I, I never liked his outfit because it, it looks amazingly like a pantomime villain. Um, and there's one shot in this where he's he's walking, because he, you don't really see him sideways a lot, and he's walking sideways, and you can see just how amazingly baggy his trousers are. <laughs> it's just a, it's, it's, They're like Oxford bags. It's just amazing. I never noticed before. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like his costume. I, don't, I mean, his beard is awful. It just looks like a, like a Poundland stuck-on thing. Mm. Um, but I do, yeah, I enjoy his crazy 
performance. I mean, there's some great scenes in this with him where he's he's basically just a bully, and he's there's no there's no suave or sophistication about him. It is bullyish, yeah, yeah. because especially to you know uh, the Rani who he goes to see. Um, yes. Uh, alas, we never see him in his scarecrow outfit, do we? we he just oh, comes around the corner throwing the hat away. I want to see well, him dressed as Wurzel Gummidge. Well, that would have been brilliant, because he, he could have been dressed as Wurzel Gummidge, and Colin Baker could have come on cinema and goes, one of my predecessors, I imagine. Yes. yes. Uh, it's been a lovely callback to the five <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so we, we, uh, we, we go back to the sort of... The, do we go back to the doctor at that point, or do we go? Yeah, the doc, that, that, yeah, that's he, the point where yeah. the doctor finds out George Stevenson's in town, that's and there's it, going yes. to be this big meeting, isn't there? Yeah, a meeting of geniuses. Yes. Um, now this this is really weird because this shares a lot of the the slightly mad plot points with the next story mm-hmm. uh, that the Ran is in, in that there's this this assumption that geniuses from a hundred, two hundred years ago. Are in any way, shape, or form going to be of use? Of use. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I never quite worked this out. So the master's there. So I like the doctor says has his. I mean, this is what's nice as well. In the doctor and Perry work so well in this story together that they're not continually arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's saying, "What do you call a collection of geniuses?" and they're just backwards talking because oh, an inspiration of geniuses. Um, really, really good. Work, works well, but I can't work out. This is this is a bit like uh, the King's Demon, where the master decides to um, knock Magna Carta on the head, thinking it will change much. Yeah. In this one, he's got, he, he sort of says to the round, he doesn't. He? He's like uh, Stevenson, um, whatever. All these geniuses. He goes, Think what we could do with a world run by these people we would have a space power within a hundred years no you wouldn't no you won't you'd have you'd, you'd have um a very a very slow moving kettle that's what you would have well well old georgie there um later on he's aspiring for his train to go to 20 miles an hour yeah you know exactly mm. yeah so i don't i i th- i and i think even the the rani knows this is a mad plan doesn't she she knows this ain't worth the effort well, this is where it all comes out because the yeah he goes to see her and and she yes. she disrobes and you know we see her as the Rani. What do you think of the look of this I, Rani? I, 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 this is how I picture the Rani. I I hadn't realised before watching all three in order just how pointless and forgettable the other two are. And this is the Rani. I don't think it's the Rani in the other stories because no. the character changes so much. But I like this. I like her look. Um, she hasn't got bouffant hair. No. She doesn't look like she just wandered off of Dynasty. To be, that's basically what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I she like hadn't this. gone there by then. No, that's true. Yeah. I so, mean, that blouse is a bit eighties, but you know, there was worse around at that time, wasn't there? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in a season of of sometimes quite terrible costume choices, we're lucky this one is is a historical room. Yeah. Is that a Blake Seven bracelet she's got on? No, no. It's um I mean it might have been based on you know, someone might have thought, Oh, I remember that, but it's much, much larger. Yeah, but it's look at all those tubes on it are very Scorpio bracelet. Oh to yeah, me. yeah. It's I think I think it's probably it looks too much like it to be a coincidence. It's definitely I mean you see a lot of fan 
found things where they go, oh, it was a reused, like someone. And it's not. It's just too big. It's the dimensions are all wrong. Oh, right. But it could have been made by the same person, I suppose. I don't know who made the Blake Seven one. I think it was old um, Jim Druitt. I think. Could it? Mm. 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 So yeah, he goes to see her. They obviously know each other, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, and somehow she knows about his fate in Planet of Fire. You know, I don't know how she finds out all the latest <laughs> gossip. Well, I, I imagine that there's a, 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 like a weekly news bulletin that's been to each TARDIS, and it gives you the up-to-date adventures of, of each renegade Time Lord. Oh, right. Um, because, yeah, her story is that she... Uh, we later find out that she, um, she basically did some experiments that caused rats or mice to grow large and it ate the president's cat and mm. she got kicked off of Gallifrey but yeah she seems to know all about the master the doctor I mean she says that the doctor and her went to university together yeah I've got I've got more about that when yeah. we get to behind the scenes um, but she's the ruler of a planet isn't she yes. a, a planet called Mycenae Goria that's it I wrote that down somewhere yeah Mycenae Goria um, weirdly, she she refers to the population or whoever's on this planet as her aliens. Yes, which is yeah. a weird, really weird way of referring to. Well, she rules these aliens, yeah. and she's decided she's going to raise their intelligence. Yes, um, for some so, reason. Yeah, so she needs she needs um, chemicals out of. Well, well, she's raising their intelligence, and it's caused them to be a bit angry or something because they can't sleep. Yeah. They can't sleep, so she needs to take an enzyme out of the human brain, which suggests that are, are aliens human? I was trying to well, think when we definitely watched the compatible. Next one, well, I was when we watched the next one. I thought, are the aliens meant to be the Recursions or the Tetraps? I don't think so. No, no, no. She's the ruler of that planet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't get who these people are, but she's, she's decided to set herself up as the ruler of this planet. She seems worried about her her aliens. Um, she doesn't seem in this story. She doesn't seem particularly evil. She just well, seems a bit. Um... Well, here we go. I mean, in Mark of the Rani, she has yeah. no crackpot schemes like the Master no. for for ruling the universe. She's got her planet. She's happy with that. She's raised the intelligence of her aliens. And the only reason she's on Earth is to get this thing. She has no yeah. more plans. She's not the uh, the the evil despot that we're going to no. see in the other two stories. No, exactly. She all she wants is to get these chemicals, and she's off. Yeah. And you get the feeling that she would be off. She wouldn't be back. She's got no interest in the Earth. She's only come to the Earth because it's uh, a bit of a backwards planet. <laughs> Well, it's because they, Earth keeps having wars, and it's good yes. cover for her. So she says yeah. she's been there during the Dark Ages, the Trojan Wars, the U.S. Uh, the American Civil War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So presumably, other other alien species don't battle, which is uh, doesn't seem right considering the amount of um, noble warrior races. We yes, there. Yes, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, so again, a cl classic who sort of feel that, and it's a bit like war games. It's uh, yeah, the, the humans are always battling, so they won't they won't notice a few people going missing or a bit getting a bit angry. Yeah. Um, but you get no feeling that this is that she's anything other than a little bit, a little. Well, I wouldn't even say uh, immoral because she doesn't view humans as anything but animals, and. 
she doesn't feel it's immoral to exploit them like this. No. Because she don't, she's got, it's like, they're, they're humans, aren't they? What, they'll just kill each other? Um, so I don't think she's evil, which is a, a, a shock when, in the next story, when she's introduced and the Doctor says, this is the most evil creature in the galaxy. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Was, was, the, was that meant to be a story with the Master in, do you reckon? And the, it's very strange yeah. that the next story is written by the same people that created her, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and another question for you, because you're more knowledgeable yeah. about these things than me, is that uh, she knows why the Master is there. It's because the Doctor's there as well. And yeah. she says she saw him on the cart. So yeah. does that mean Time Lords can recognise each other through their regenerations? Um, up to a certain point in Classic Who, yes, that was sort of the case, that that they could recognise each other, like William Hartnell recognised... Um, the medal monk, uh, right. The um, the doctor recognizes the warlord as a tight fellow time lord. The second doctor in war games, um, John Pert, we recognize time lords. So I think there was this acknowledgement that no matter how what where how they regenerate, whatever they regenerate, that they recognize each other. But that sort of gets lost later on. Certainly, in New Who they don't seem to follow that. I think mainly so they can have. Big reveals. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so yeah, I I, I think she recognises the doctor. I don't because I don't get any feeling that she's met him before in this regeneration. Ah, I've got I've got a comment on that when we reach oh. there as well. All right. Um, I do like the way she tells the master to clear off. And yes, as I say, he's got no interest <laughs> in. Him. If that if that was Roger Delgado, you, nobody tells Roger Delgado to clear off. No. No. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we find out, yeah, that's when we find out, yeah, she's after these chemicals, um, um, you know, to, you know, extract them. And at the same time, the doctor's working out it must be something to do with the bathhouse. Yeah. And so goes he's, there he's, undercover. This is the doc, dog poo moment, isn't it? Yeah, so the doctor's doing, you're doing his Sherlock Holmes bit and he's worked out the Lincoln thing is, uh, is the bathhouse, so he goes there to investigate. Yeah, but he wants a disguise, so he puts on an old coat and then rubs earth on his face. But yeah, <laughs> evidently, as a joke, it was it, there was a pile of fuller's earth that he was meant to use, and as a joke, they mixed the production crew mixed dog poo up with it. Well, um, Colin doesn't say that. Yeah. Colin says a dog came along and did one yeah. in it, but no, I. Th- <laughs> Yeah. He would like it to be a total accident, but no. Yeah. It's uh, it, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good story. His disguise isn't great, and again, I, I'm sort of I'm wondering who he's why he's disguising himself unless he suspects it's the master. Hmm. But I, I got a feeling that a change of coat and slightly muddy cheeks <laughs> isn't going to put the master off. No, if it no. Was. Well, he goes in there. He gets gassed yes. as well, doesn't he? He gets knocked unconscious. And, he, uh, he weirdly, <laughs> and this happens in a fair number of sci-fi stuff. So gas starts coming out of the grill, and he goes and bends down and looks at it. <laughs> you only you only get this in in, in on TV, don't you? You do, yeah. You yeah. you wouldn't do that in real life. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna block that grill with my face. Oh dear. <laughs> And, yeah, he's knocked out and, uh, you know, he's laid out on the bed and that's when the Rani takes a look. Well, well, well. The Rani. You were expecting to see the Master? To see? Not exactly. 
He was burnt to a crisp the last time I saw him. Your smugness is misplaced. He's here. He's very much alive, and he wants vengeance. Curse the pair of you. Well, since we're insulting each other, I can't say I care much for your taste in clothes. Doesn't do a thing for you. Mm. Your regeneration's not too attractive either. But at least I can change my appearance. You're stuck with what you've got. Our face is of no importance. Brain regeneration is what I need. I should have been able to pin this one down to you. Personality changes, probably due to an imbalance in body chemicals. Yes, you're the obvious culprit. Well, you had me fooled, if that's any consolation. It isn't. You'd have been discovered eventually, you know, even without my intervention. I never have. Oh? Well, this isn't your first visit. I've been coming to this wretched planet for centuries. Without being discovered? Well, I'm impressed. You're obviously a brilliant tactician as well as a brilliant chemist. Oh, it isn't difficult. These humans you so admire are a feckless lot, always in disarray. The Trojan Wars, the Dark Ages, the American War of Independence. And now the Luddite riots. Perfect cover. Cover, yes. But for what? Well, it's odd because she, she acts surprised when she realises he's got two hearts. Right? Yeah. And then but he comes round. Yeah, he comes round and uh, does his toe cut a bit with the old well, 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 doesn't yeah. he? Well. Um, and they know each other too. And yeah. the Rani says, you know, something about his regeneration, singular, right? Yeah. Not regenerations, sing regeneration. Oh, so do, you, do you reckon that she's met him as... Uh, as Peter Dale Davison, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Could be, yeah. I'm sure they're bound to be a big finish about it. Yeah. And then the next little question for it, for for you. She says, right, uh, that she can change her appearance. You're stuck with what you've got. Now, of course, Romana changed her um, uh, appearance. So is that a time lady thing? Could be, yeah. Well, they're fickle. They worry about looks, don't they? The ladies... Uh, I'm only joking. Um, it could I'm glad be. you said yeah. that, and not yeah. me. Yeah, it could, it could be. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she makes mention of that. Oh yeah, no, you know what she's talking about. She's talking about a rubbish Just, mask. Um, well, it could be. It's not really changing look. Is she saying that Colin's so ugly that a mask wouldn't cover him up? <laughs> Well, he's, he's got dog poo on a, his face, and, yeah. you, and you can still to see him. She might have a point, mightn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Regenerated with dog poo. On <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's what she means about you got a rubbish yeah. regeneration. It's yeah. Wrong, and it smells shit. <laughs> yeah, you've got a shit regeneration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like the next bit that that there's a really nice Nicola Bryant moment when she spots the master for the first time, and she does really look scared when he walks yeah. in. Well, remember, she, um, in Planet of Fire, the, yeah, the master terrorised her, killed her... Uh, that creepy uncle. Uh, yeah, creepy uncle. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was wondering how to do air quotes around uncle on on, <laughs> on uh, podcast. But yeah, so I, I think that's quite nice, because usually the master turns up and people are like, no, it's the master. She's actually, yeah, terrified of him. She realises he's a dangerous nut job. Well, he's got a score to settle with her because he yeah. says, you know, you could have saved me. You know. Yeah, he's 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 really got a vendetta against Pepe Gilliam Brown. Yes, I love the I love when he introduces her as well. I think it works really well. Yeah, this is all really good. I, who? Yeah, who is this? Who is this child? Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, uh, 
episode one ends with Colin on the trolley. Yes. Um, and being pushed. I, I think it's quite a weekend in this. I, even at the time, I thought, oh, it's a bit of a weekend. So, yeah, Colin, uh, Perry pushes the Doctor out. Yeah, but um, then he says the other way. But, you know, yeah. the other way is backwards, is it not? Yeah. Well, the other way is back into the bathhouse. <laughs> yes. um, so she, she, So he's on one trolley, and she pushes him out, and then accidentally pushes him too far, and he goes into the crowd of the Luddites. Yes. They pick him off that trolley and put him on another trolley. <laughs> and doesn't he look puzzled while all yeah, this is like, happening? <laughs> um, and then push him towards... Uh, pitting the ground, and this is very, very, very much as we've mentioned before, very much a Flash Gordon serial ending. Oh yes. In the, the next week, he saved uh, that we didn't see this week um, yeah. because next week Stevenson jumps out to save him, <coughs> and uh, he didn't, did he? He didn't. No. At the end of this episode, he does not jump out and save him and push no. the cover over. It. End of episode one, he definitely reaches the pit, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely he definitely gets to the pit. Um, but yeah, so so then he goes back to the bathhouse. The, the run is done at the runner. And we get a lovely um, peripheral, peripheral <laughs> vision joke. Yes. Um, and then weird. This is so weird as well. So the he notices that that the 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 sort of bath screen has got a painting on it by a painter that he thinks is a bit. A bit not up the Rani's alley, so he knows there's something up with it. So he attaches a bit of string to tug on it, and it starts releasing gas. And he goes, "It's mustard gas. <laughs> Try not to breathe it in." Um, yeah, you're mm. you're both dead. Sorry. You yeah. Know, must, mustard gas knackers the lungs, but also burns the skin, burns the eyes, <laughs> knackers you. And uh, but evidently, you can just hold your breath. In. Yeah, they, they should have done that in World War One. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't hold their breath. Silly men. Silly men. Yeah. Why is that screen there? Uh, I don't know. Because mm. it's not. It's not like the miners uh, are shy, is it? Do you know what no. I mean? It's not like they they're going to get changed to like a modern thing. You just get changed. You're sitting in a bath in the middle of a room. Well, it's there to hide the Rani's TARDIS, isn't it? Yeah. But Which is why? But why? It's not like the TARDIS looks like anything. No, the it just looks like a cabinet, go, doesn't it? Yeah, they're not going to go. Oh, what the hell was that? It's a spaceship. No, it just yeah. looks like a cabinet. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and the Doctor manages to open the door with his own TARDIS key. Opens. Yes. <coughs> her TARDIS. What? What? What do you think of her TARDIS interior? I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I like this in TARDIS interior. I thought at the time, oh, this looks good. Um, it. They must have spent a bit of money on it. Well, it was an investment because apparently they put it into storage because there was going to be a story the following year where the Rani oh, was going right. to come back. But you know, and then they kept it in storage, kept it in storage until Doctor Who went away, and it was Got just chucked it. away. Yeah, yeah. It's, which it's is a, a nice, shame. it's interesting. I like the the old concentric circle trick. Yeah, no, that is smart. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a good TARDIS. Yeah, I don't understand why she's got T-Rex embryos in jars. Well, you? <laughs> no, because the, the doctor later on sort of says about, oh, T-Rex embryos, and it, almost as if he's going to explain, and then they never do. So I don't know whether there was like a cut scene where they tried to make something. But also, they're live T-Rex embryos. Because you, you could think, oh, she's collecting specimens. She's a chemist, scientist, not really a you know, natural botanist or anything, but... 
But they're live, aren't they? Because yeah. they come to life later on. Well, at the end, it's not like they're going through some, like, you know, time vortex or something like that, that no. which would speed up their, you yeah. know, speed them up. So, yeah, no, that, that, so they're just asleep in jars then. Yeah, I don't know what she's up to. Unless, I mean, fair dues to it. Perhaps she, to get this chemical, perhaps she first went back to the prehistoric age to try and get it there. Mm. And T-Rex is not renowned for for their getting eight hours kip a night. Just didn't didn't sort of uh, fit the bill. Well, there these is, ones um, are sleeping very well at the moment. Yeah, they're sleeping lovely. Yeah. Mm. Um, they're very cute as well. There's a there's like a chestburster as well, isn't there? In a, in a, is there a, a vat behind the doctor? Yeah, I think that must oh. be some some one of the BBC effects guys going on oh, get a bit of chestburster. Oh, I have um, to go and have a look. I never noticed that. Yeah, have a look. Um, okay. We could get it tight all together. Yeah. All right. Um, and that's when the TARDIS starts to take off, and the Doctor tells yes. Perry to get out, and and it's because she's got a remote control. She's built a yeah. remote control for it, hasn't she? Statenheim remote control again. So you've like, you, yeah. you, you, you've listened to this so many times, haven't yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know these ones. Um, what's interesting though is so um, the tar- when Rana's TARDIS take off, it's got lights down the side. Yes, instead of on the top. Yeah. So because it's. You, you get the feeling it's not meant. That's not its. It doesn't look like that. That's not its natural form, because it looks like a, a sort a of cabinet. A cabinet. But why would it light up like that? The the master's horse box doesn't light up. The master's ionic column column doesn't light up. Ooh. Uh. I, yeah. Ooh, uh. I don't know why this lights up. I like it. I just it know, it looks it good. It. That's why it lights up because it looks good. I yeah. wonder why character options have never done one. They could just get a Cindy cabinet and you know, yes. a wardrobe. <laughs> Give it time, yeah. Give it time, yeah. Well, he nobbles it, doesn't he? He, he, he does nobbles it, it, yeah. Um, and the, the the Rani and the Master get in. They get these programmable <laughs> mines yes. and go back out again because they're off yeah, to Redfern Dell, aren't they? Yeah, Redfern Dell, which is mentioned innumerable times. Let's go down to Dingley Dell. Um, yeah, because she's got landmines that alter your... Um, your your DNA or something or do they do something, um, and they're going to lay it out as a trap for the doctor. Yep. Guess starts getting a bit confused. Their plan, so they're laying this out as a trap for the doctor. In the meantime, the master who now hypnotizes people with a watch. Yes. <laughs> um, he hypn- he tries to hypnotize or he hypnotizes um, the Luke. Lo- Raven- yeah Stevenson's apprentice Luke. Yes. Uh, and so Luke is going to lure Perry into this dell where the trap is by saying that there's a herb there that Perry wants to calm down the guy from Arco. Yeah. Arco, yeah. Yeah. Um, so off they traipse to the wood. If you go down to the woods today, you're in for a big surprise. You certainly are. Because oh, good grief! I'd forgotten this bit. Dad's army is there. Um, I don't mind it. This, I mean, this was the point in fan in fandom at the time. This is the point that sunk this story. The fandom couldn't get over this. I don't mind. I mean, it's stupid as hell. But up, other than the rubber tree, the idea <laughs> is pretty horrific. That the, these these um, landmines turn you into trees, and like the Rani says. Isn't he better off? He'll, last. he'll live longer. Yeah, he'll live longer. Um, and his acting will be less wooden. Um, <laughs> but, 
So, and the explosions, you know, when they go off. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. really excellent. And it it blows up and he becomes this tree. And you you think, oh, that's not a very convincing tree. Okay, I'll live with it. But then Perry's about (laughs) to step on another (laughs) landmine and the tree saves her life. And this is where it starts to get a bit strange. So, because the tree is, it looks exact. I think it's the same suit that Corporal Jones wears in Don't Forget the Diver. The I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. I think they've got it out of storage, and because it, it looks the same, the branches are in the same place. I think it appeared on Heidi High as well. It's obviously a stock tree. Um, so, so the it holds Perry back with this branch. You know, it's the old pantomime tree where you you put your arm in the branch and then you could move it about, which is awful. But then. I, I can't, the doctor or someone says, "Ah, oh, the tree saved the her tree life. Won't yeah, the, tra- oh, the, it, yes. the tree won't hurt you." Yeah, the tree. Yes, the tree won't hurt you, Perry. <laughs> oh. oh, good grief! I mean, it goes it, almost meta, doesn't it? It's it is madness. Yeah. Is how, how can a tree move its branch? It, it hasn't got eyes. It hasn't got ears. <laughs> is Luke still sentient? I don't know. They is know, he an ent now? Yeah, it could be an ent. Yeah. What I mean, even if they'd have said something like. Oh my goodness! The Luke still had a because he had only just been changed biologically. He still had a remnants of something like that. No, now the tree won't hurt you. So does that mean that after they leave, Luke's just stood there as a tree? And yeah. He, he knows what's going on. He's going. Oh, bloody help hell. me! Help me! And yeah. nobody knows he he's a Luke. You know. Yeah. And one day he'll and be no chopped down. No one cares about him after that. No one no. says where's Luke. Well, he's Luke. not mentioned at all. It yeah. is very strange. Um, it's, it, it's a misfire, and I, I, no matter how much I like this story, I I 100% agree with fandom. This is a misfire; could be cut out without, and it would it, it would raise the level of the story. But yeah. I don't think it's enough to kill it. I, no. I think that's going too far. I tell you what, you cannot cut out because it would be a crime, and that is my favourite thing in this story: is the Doctor menacing the Master and the Rani with the black dildo. Yes. Uh, so the, the master's uh, tissue compression eliminator at this point had gone from like Roger Delgado's like pen torch, had, had become this. It, it looks like a, it looks like a, a, a massive black dildo. You're right. It is. It and is. When you when you press the end, it, it opens up like a flower bowl, and it's got like a Dalek extermination thing coming out, and you know full well that. They were tittering about this behind the scenes. I want to see the way I, Collins holding it. I think yeah. there were many, many outtakes, but because the BBC are, you know, are all good yeah. and proper, you can't have smutty yes. outtakes yeah. on a DVD. But the way he's holding that, the way yeah, I think he even says, you know, I'm not afraid to use this. <laughs> yeah. I think had um, had the BBC at this point still been doing Christmas tapes, this would. The outtakes on this would have made the Christmas tape, wouldn't it? Because there's no... I'm sorry, we know Colin. There's no way Colin Baker is not making smutty jokes while doing this. I mean, just look at it. Look yeah. at that ramrod, you know? I mean, uh, good grief. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the, doc, the Doctor is basically... Um, he's lost his patience now with these two. I think he's lost his patience with the Ran. He's no longer bothering, giving her the benefit of doubt and that she might come round to it. Um, yeah, and he's he's taken them back to get to their TARDIS because he wants them to take off and escape in their TARDIS. Um, but then he get he gives the he gives the dildo to 
Perry. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> that um, wasn't the first yeah. take. I just know no, it wasn't. It, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. So she she takes him off, and there's a lovely scene where the master starts to try and hypnotize her, and she's like, "Don't, don't do that. I know all about you. You know." I, and I it's, know that's what she, he whispered. That's what the doctor yeah. whispered to her. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's nice stuff. But they do. Um, they get the upper hand on Perry, and they uh, rush off to the TARDIS mm-hmm. and take off um, and leave the planet. And then uh, we get what I, re- I remembered as being much more impressive than we actually get, which is the Doctor sabotaged their TARDIS, and it's it's going on. I mean, weirdly, the Doctor says he's programmed it to go to the other side of the galaxy. Now, being That's sent keeping... out of the Milky yeah. Way. They're being um, sent yeah, that, out of the Milky that, Way. That should keep them busy for a while. It's a time machine. It's a time machine. <laughs> and that's when the rubber dinosaur falls over, doesn't it? Yes, and starts, it starts growling. To hatch out. Um, and I do like the fact that at this point, the, the master has given up any pretense of trying to. And he's just blaming the Rani, and the Rani's blaming him. It's great. Yep. But the rub, I remember the dinosaur being much more mobile and like looking up and roaring it. It's a bit crap, isn't it? It is a bit crap. On it, it's just it. a rubber puppet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a puppet. Yeah. Um, and then we get a, a traditional, which we haven't seen for a while, a traditional episode wrap-up. Yeah. So like I say, it doesn't feel earned, really. We've not spent enough time with these characters. No. To to, to get the, the normal send-up. It's nice to see. We, I mean, it, it's something that lacks a lot in this J&T's era. Um, but yeah, the, the they bring the TARDIS in. Uh, to the, the, I don't know why they bother bringing it inside the building. That's a good a bit, point. A bit strange. Um, yeah, so the Doctor and Perry leave. You get a, a, a couple of little jokey bits, and the Doctor makes a pun about uh, Stevenson's invention, go like a rocket. I'm not sure what he's hoping for there, because it will make no sense to Stevenson, and right. Perry thinks it's awful. So who's he trying to impress with that one? Well, himself, I suppose. You know, it's like when we, if you're in a meeting or you talk to someone that isn't a sci-fi fan and you manage to get a sci-fi line in and you're grinning to yourself and going, uh, no one else is interested. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end that's of it. Mark yeah. of the Rani, which is a, 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 a nice, fun little story, isn't it? It is. It's a thoroughly enjoyable, fun little romp. Um, it's really well acted. There's so much enjoyment to get out of it. Ignore the tree or enjoy it. Yeah. I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a real high point. Yes. Of this All experience. Right. All right. So, from that then, we move yes. on. Oh, don't we just... That was a nice nap. Now, down to business. I'm a bit worried about the temporal flicker in Sector 13. There's a Bicentian refit of the TARDIS to book in. I must just pop over to Centre I-7, and then perhaps a quick holiday. Right, that all seems quite clear. Just three small points. Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? The Rani! Stay back! This is idiotic. You'll injure yourself. Why should you care? Since you were exiled from Gallifrey, you've had nothing but contempt for all other Time Lords. My contempt started long before my exile. And what do you want with me? And where's Mal? She's perfectly safe, but how long she remains so depends on you. You're up to something. Perhaps I'll find the answer on this. You won't recognize the planet. It's Lakersha. 
And there's no evidence that it's ever been graced by your meddling presence. You're trying to deflect me. So the answer is on here. Had you given up by this point? I watched this and I, I, I was very, very close to, to yeah. quitting. I think I... I'm not even sure if I watched it all the way through. I think I got as far as the reveal of the tech traps, and maybe yeah. I thought, no, no more. Well, I, I um, for my pains, I, I kept on with Doctor when I watched all. Uh, from this point on, I don't think I ever, I ever felt particularly enamoured with, with classic Who again. Mm. Um, I think possibly up to when McGann took over, and that was only partially for that because I had huge problems as well but yeah i think this this was the era of Doctor Who for me where you desperately wanted the new story to be good and it invariably wasn't and sometimes you'd get a really good first episode and you'd go oh they've turned the corn oh no they haven't bollocks um but i remember watching this because at this point it was on mondays and tuesdays wasn't it or tuesdays and wednesdays or something so mm -hmm. you got two episodes a week and I remember they, they showed this first episode, and then the following day there was the, um, it wasn't Pebble Mill at one, but whatever, the daytime TV thing. And they had Chris Chibnall on it as a fan, as this horrendously <laughs> geeky uh, textbook fan. And they had a group of fans on it. And um, they were sort of, and this, this was the classic thing where they were saying, it's, it's a load of old shit now. And J and T was there going, Oh no, the memory cheats. I think you find it was never very good. You know, I mean what a no. weird defence to put up. Yeah, my stuff's crap, but then it was never really good, was it? Oh dear. Um, That's gonna and, go and down this, well with the fans, isn't it? Yeah. Well this this was pretty much the end of the line for um for J and T, wasn't it? With fandom, this was when we started getting the J and T must die. He must go, yeah, know? I remember yeah. Dwubba having that on Dwubber, the on the yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, and and this was the point I think fandom fell out of love. I don't think it's ever recovered. It fell out of love with the program, and couldn't work out a way of interacting with it, and got very confused. And I think it's sort of been the same ever since. Mm. I, don't, I think this was the death of fandom. This this story really. Um, and I remember watching it and thinking, this is a this is pitiful. And. We were sort of hoping, because we, we talked beforehand, didn't we, and sort of said, neither of us had seen this since its first go. Nope. Our, we've changed, the world's changed. We're, how, perhaps we've misunderstood this. Perhaps we'll, we'll get out some nuggets of enjoyment, and it's actually all... We, no, it's a pile of old crap. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. This is, without doubt, the worst yep. thing yep. we've covered yet. With no hyperbole... I think you can say this is the worst Doctor Who story of Classic Who. Mm. I think you might have a you might have an argument for saying of New Who as well. I think there's there's room for negotiation there. But I think I can't think of any less least in what's the word I'm looking for? L any story you could enjoy less than this. Here's a question for you, Ian. Yeah. Name one redeeming thing in it. Um, I, it's different. So, so this is really difficult because I quite like Mel, but I think she's awful in this. This was she's this terrible. was the point where she's a screamer. Yeah, yep. up to we, we, against Colin Baker in the in um, Terror of the Voids and the Ultimate Foe. 
I think she's really good. And then this is where it cemented her as all she can do is scream. And again, her character's never recovered from it. Um, you've got you've got quality actors in this, like Wanda Ventham. I mean, how much I, do we love like Wanda Ventham? I did not know she was in this. Yeah, that was you know, a jaw dropper. Benedict Cumberbatch's mum, and she's not good in this. It's Colonel uh, Lake from UFO for me, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, um, poor old Wanda. I I'm trying to think if there's anything. Okay, I can think of one redeeming feature. Is it Colin Baker's outfit? Well, no, because uh, even Sylvester McCoy doesn't make that look good. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, it look it looks so baggy on him, bless him. Um, I I think a couple of the effects of the spinning ball mine, where it's bouncing off reality and they've put explosions in it on, I think that's good. No, I didn't like it. And you like it? I thought that was all right. Um, but other than that. No, I don't think there's one redeeming feature. Well, let, let's go through it, and maybe one will... Perhaps something will jump out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, I did not it know... Won't be, it won't be Sly playing the spoons, will it? Jeez. And that's not the worst thing in it for <laughs> me, you know? Oh, um, but I, I had completely forgotten, because yep. I've only watched this once, that there's actually a pre-credit sequence. Yes, I wasn't, this, I wasn't this expecting is... that. This was the f- well, no, it won't. It wasn't the first because we had some pre-credit sequence in um, Ambassadors of Death. I want to say one mm. of the season seven Pertwee, so he experimented with it. But yeah, this was the f- they wanted to do this because it was so important. It's a regeneration story, so important. What a load of old crap. Um, so yeah, so we get a, a, a poor CGI shot of the TARDIS being shot at by the Rami, mm-hmm. um, which causes it to. Crash on the planet Nakersha in a really Ra- bad way. In a very bad way. So the Rani just wanders in, so good, you know, left it unlocked, presumably. Um, and laying on the floor is Mel in the worst outfit you could ever imagine, mm-hmm. and Sylvester McCoy in a curly blonde Harpo Marx wig. <laughs> now, I I know fandom. Recently, fandom have been very critical of Colin Baker to the point where they've sort of badgered him into changing his view that he should have come back for this regeneration scene. No, I say no. I say, well done, Colin. Mm. Stick with your guns. And I bet when he watched this upon transmission, he was glad about it as well. Because this was meant to be... This was meant to be a story that he was in from beginning to end. He was meant to do one final story and then regenerate at the end of it. And this is this was meant to be the story. I bet he sat at home, assuming he watched it. I think he might have done because he's a he's a big fan. I think he must have sat at home and gone, "Oh my god, thank God I was sacked." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have to put up with this shite. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 terrible. So the doctor basically bumps his head in the TARDIS and regenerates. Did have um, you seen speculation? The fact that he's lying on the floor like that, he's next to the exercise bike, and he actually. Regenerated because he fell off the exercise bike. Do you reckon, or do you think he he uh, had a heart attack on the he had a heart attack on the regeneration bike and fell off? <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, it's it's pitiful. It is. It's but, utterly but, pitiful. 
the the Rani's there. She comes in, yes. doesn't she? And and yeah, yeah take yeah, the she, man. Yeah, yeah. She, she she's been to Dynasty and she's brought yeah. Dynasty back because you know the shoulder pads are even bigger, her hair's bigger. She's got almost panto style makeup on. Yeah, she's um, got a nose stud for some reason now. Yeah, I, I thought I it was that. a spot or something. It's like yeah. she, she didn't have that in the last one. No. Well, and and to be fair, this isn't the same character. So in the last one, she was a uh, an amoral chemist yep. with a purpose. In this one, she's generic evil person. Um, this is this is a sort of this is worse than we ended up with the decline of Servalan in season oh, four. Blake yes. Seven, isn't it? It is worse. Much, much worse. Yeah. This is Panto time now, isn't oh, it? Do you know what? There's certain scenes, especially when Sylvester McCoy wakes up and is interacting. It's pure pantomime. The way it's acted, and I know we use the pantomime the word pantomime a lot in this podcast, but this is pantomime acting. It's it's almost as if they've hired someone that wasn't really an actor and was a vaudeville uh, hipster style performer. They got in a children's entertainer. Yes, yeah, mm. they got in someone that used to appear in Tizwas. Yes, yes, and Vision On and things like and Vision that. Vision On, yes. yes. Um, Jigsaw, All right. yeah. yeah. So there's this unseen creature, as you say. Yes. She, she tells this unseen creature to uh, leave the girl and take yes. the man, turns the doctor over, and we've got the start in the regeneration, and that's when we have the titles. Yes, they crash in. Um, and this is obviously the first time you see these titles. Uh, and I don't like them. hate them. No, I, hate, I don't hate like them. them all the time. Yeah. Um, the music's awful. Uh, the titles are terrible. Uh, McCoy winking is just sets the Ugh. tone. I think by the, at this point, because I, I was watching like live, I think halfway through the titles, I I could tell something was wrong. Mm. I, I you know thinking, ooh, oh, the, ooh, some something's going on here. Um, and then we get to, uh, I think we 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 see the planet. Then don't we? We see. Well, we've got this. this we've got this nice model work set in a cliff. Yes, haven't we? Well, now, I, I remember it being more impressive than it was because there was a big. They made a big fuss of it in the magazines at the time that this was a, a hanging miniature. Yeah, uh, which was something that seemed to be, I think, new. Um, well, it's uh, new for the BBC, yeah, but new for yeah, BBC, yeah. Yeah, I've got a really good article. I've been trying to find it. This is Mike Tucker who, who built yes, that, and I've got a very right. extensive article. And you see all the kit pieces that he used and everything. I can't find the bloody yeah. thing. I'll yeah. try and I, I try and find it and scan it and put it on yeah. Facebook. But uh, the the big problem with this planet, though, is um, again it, it's a bit like um, uh, the Second Sill story. Is is Quantel to death, and it the BBC's mm-hmm. proprietary computer colorization system um it looks awful yeah doesn't doesn't look believable at all quite a nice quarry i mean if you're into quarries yeah quite a nice looking slate quarry or looks like slate to me but i don't know what what this place is that the rani has now got as a base um no i don't because we they're so thinly sketched out because so did she turn up and conquer this planet I'm guessing so. She's I mean, just commandeered fair, the, it. Yeah, the the Lucertians appear like people you probably could conquer with some pantomime bat creatures. But like, where's all the know. technology come from that she's using well, and everything? Well, I don't know because they've got they've got a a citadel that looks 
quite technologically advanced. And they've got a meeting, like, town hall thing that looks okay. But the rest of it is just a quarry. Yep. You get no feeling that anyone's living on this planet. Yeah, why does she choose here? Because, again, she's doing what she did in the last story. She's gathering geniuses, because we've got Einstein being put into a cupboard, haven't we? By one of those alien things. Well, we get... We get someone's cheap idea without having to pay an actor of what Einstein looked like. So basically, yeah. it's a it's it's Father Jack. Yeah, um, in a cardigan. With his face wash in a cardigan. So yeah, she's she's putting Einstein. I mean, this is criminal as well. A story where you've got Einstein and he, he never says a word. No, he's an extra. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Um. So yeah, she's putting him in this cupboard, which has not been designed well because the only way you can fit in it is to have your legs up. Yes, <laughs> you can't lay down in it, um, and and we don't know why she's doing this yet. I mean, we don't really find out why she's doing it anyway. Um, and then she um, she's so verbose because before that she was quite um, uh, tactile. She 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 didn't she wasn't completely exposit in her plan or anything. In this one, she's well, she's talking Pip and Jane Baker dialogue, and mm. it's. It's shockingly bad. Um, she's just she's telling who oh, I can't remember who the actor is, but he, I recognise him from stuff. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just yeah, I, I don't know. She plays what, a colonel or someone like that. Yeah, um, and she's telling him uh, her plans, but it's so so weirdly scripted. It's it's, it's it feels like. When you when you first doing an English class as a kid, and you're, you're doing your first sort of essay or play, and you you've read a bit of Shakespeare and you think you can write Shakespearean dialogue, <laughs> and it's all it's all a bit tatty. Um, and then she does she disguises herself, and actually, I, I take it back. This is probably the the closest thing we'll get to any sort of enjoyment is the fact that that. Kate O'Mara is taking the piss out of Bonnie Langford with her impression. Well, before we get into that, you've missed a huge, massive moment, which could very well be... (laughs) No, you wouldn't have slept through this, because this quite possibly could be the worst Doctor Who moment ever for me, which is when the Doctor wakes up, goes, that was a nice little nap, I've got three questions. Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? And oh my the God. Rani. Yeah. And oh, no, who are you? Yeah. The Rani. And then falls down the stairs for absolutely yeah. no reason. And I thought the angry, snarling, you know, barking style of acting that Sylvester had was later on to try and make himself look more yeah. serious uh, actor. But yeah, it's here it's right at the very bigger. beginning. I, I used. I mean, I. I think. I think we can safely say that Sylvester McCoy gets better. He does get better. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's safe to say. Um, he's not very good, even when he gets better. But at this point, this is. This is what I said about pantomime. The way he's acting, when he says Varani, it's like you would go. It's the genie. It's, it is. It's. it's I'm in. I'm at the yeah. panto, and yeah. you know. Thinking about it, right? The way he does it, the way it's staged, the Rani, and then falls down. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry, actually. I'm not just... <coughs> I don't yeah. think it, it, it's crap. That's bloody annoying, 
You know, yeah, it's well, like I, Doctor Who is now doing this, is it? Yeah, I te- I think I texted you, didn't I? I said this is this is making me angry as well. Yeah, this is this story is making me angry again. Um, it's it's just it's weirdly um, weirdly uh, paced out as well. It almost feels like they didn't rehearse this. It's got that feeling of of made up on the spot dialogue, made up on the spot. Uh, blocking the blocking is all over the place. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong with it. it I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. horrible, horrible. It's it's awful. I, I think you might be. Yeah, I think I think you might be right. It might be the worst scene. It's definitely so that far scene. that we that, that we've come yeah. across so far Certainly that I've so seen. Far, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, afterwards, yes, we have. We've. <laughs> We've got Kate O'Mara dressed as Mel impersonating yeah. Bonnie Langford, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, it, it, it's funny, but not it's not funny in the way it should have been, which is you're, you're laughing with the programme. Because it, it's so... I'd love to know what Bonnie Langford thought of this. Because it's not... It's a cruel... Well, apparently, Kate O'Mara was fine doing it when Bonnie Langford wasn't on set, but ah, then, but then she got very self-conscious about it because she was, yeah, yeah, she's taking the piss, isn't she? Yeah, taking the piss. Um, with it, and it's, it's sort of cruel, and I don't, I don't really, because the, what the Rani, the Rani's got this machine that is harvesting. Um, the brain power of geniuses from all over the galaxy. They're all humanoid, unfortunately. Um, and she needs the doctor to fix it because she's used a baking tray oh, yes. too thin <laughs> that's burnt out. But she doesn't know that. How did she build this if she doesn't know how it works? I have no idea. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Shit. She needs him to fix the machine. That's at the point we get the spoons. Yes. So he opens a panel, and there's two, two spoons that have had holes drilled in them. To make them look amazing. science fiction-y. Well, they look amazingly like spoons with holes drilled in them. And painted and, green. And even, you know, because Sylvester McCoy was, was known for a few things before he became the Doctor. And if you look at the, the press clippings when he became the Doctor, the press knew this. And so he was he was known because he had an act where he would drive nails up his nostrils. He part of his act was he would put ferrets down his trousers yeah. and part of his act was he would play the spoons. Um I don't know whether this was a uh, a conscious Edinburgh fringe style we know it's shit we're taking the mickey out of the audience type. You know performance art almost. Mhm. And I, because he no, he was a not. he was a no I don't think it is because he was a he was a disciple of Ken Campbell who actually went for the Doctor and would have been a much better Doctor and Ken Campbell had this edge to him that was very much he knew what he was doing was rubbish mm. and that was part of the the joke was how far can I yeah how far can I push the 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 audience and the producers and that in doing this sort of stuff I mean he's brilliant in um, in sickness in the health, he goes so far over Mr. Garnet. Mm. He goes so far over the top, and, and you know he's pushing it to see whether the director will step in. 
And I got a feeling there might have been a bit of that, but I don't think so with Sylvester. Well, I think he's being, I think he's being honest. Well, no, apparently this is a John Nathan Turner edition. Oh, right. Because he was in the bar one night with Sylvester McCoy, and Sylvester McCoy started playing the spoons, and John Nathan Turner's like, oh, that's good, we'll put that in. It's as simple as that, and as crap as that. Yeah. Hmm. Never, never, never follow through on a decision you make in a bar. <laughs> it leads it leads it nowhere, leads to this it, it leads yeah. to this oh good lord another oh good lord moment is uh the doctor trying on his outfits yes uh the, the, again this seems to be something i mean this this carries on into newly don't we i'm trying to think where it started it was um it was tom baker wasn't it it was tom baker yeah trying them on for the brigadier yeah, yeah. We had a tiny bit where the John Pertwee tried on a couple of hats. Mm. I don't think we can we can scale that back. Yeah, and then after that, you always had to have this this weird scene where the Doctor would go into the TARDIS wardrobe and pick out the stuff he used to wear as a mm. nod to the fans. And um, this smacks of Ian Levine to me of. of of him doing this stuff. Yeah. Because I don't think JNT would have cared less. No. And um, it's stupid. And, it's I, stupid, I, and I don't yeah. like it. No. Um, <laughs> and it, it... He sort of tries on a few things. So he's like, he's trying on the season 18 Tom Baker coat, but with the wrong scarf. And then he tries on John Pertwee's one. Then he tries on Peter Davison's. And then he tries on Trout, or a coat that's meant to be Troughton's uh, furry coat and then he opens it and he's dressed in his seventh doctor stuff and I'm still wishing the it's like no try something else <laughs> yes keep going go, keep, keep going. going keep going yeah but no um, Mel stroke the Rani says no no that'll, that'll do that'll do yeah and uh, and that's what we get for and that's why we years. have that yes alright well episode one that ends with screaming Mel in the quarry that's all she seems to be yeah. doing in this story oh, is just yeah. screaming in the quarry and it goes on and on and on and on yeah. I mean, we've, not, we've not really mentioned this have we so um, the token angry team resistance leader um, Nakershan they all look like they're Lamal don't they remember Lamal they do they absolutely do yeah. and uh, so he he finds him in the TARDIS people just wandering in and out the TARDIS willy nilly now he finds her in the TARDIS and he decides to take her prisoner because the Ranis took his people hostage, so he's going to threaten her so that the Rani can let her people away. Um, but he's the, he's the most boring, underwritten character in history. They all are boring. All this quarry stuff, all the stuff with Mel and, so yes, dying. indeed, Wanda, is just so tedious and dull. Yeah, it's, yeah, nothing... It's like, I mean, we thought... Um, that the Dominators would be the most boring quarry story. <laughs> I'd rather watch that again. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the other the other thing I'd forgotten, I just got mentioned as well that I'd forgotten. Oh God, Sylvester McCoy's mixed up phrases. Oh, I, I had blanked that. I was having palpitations. I was, I was throwing things. I was so angry. It it so, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you. Your, your hands start moving into fists. You can feel your yeah. bottom jaw starting to jut out. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're looking around for someone to hit. Yes. Um, and thank goodness the episode ends at that point. 
Did this continue for long, this crap character tray no, of getting I think, phrases I think wrong? We, we get to um, the, the, the one we reviewed, the Holiday Camp one. Right. And I think that's sort of the last one they bother with it in. I don't think they use it in Dragonfire. Right. Um, and they give up on it. <laughs> what I don't understand is... So Pip and Jane Baker always maintained that this script and the Doctor's dialogue was written for Colin Baker. But Colin Baker wasn't renowned for mixing up. No, not at all. You know, he was no. renowned for quite pithy wit. Yeah. And no, no. And it's, oh, it's just, it's, it's like a kid's program, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, it, yeah. Well, the, the, the Doctor sees on the screen Mel, but he reckons yeah. that's the Rani. Yeah. And that the Rani is a master of disguise. Yeah, so he thinks he thinks that Mel uh, is I, the I Rani know, in disguise. Like Melception. This is yeah. He thinks that Mel is actually the Rani in disguise, and the Rani is what Mel. It, it's very confusing. Um, they, they, the uh, Mel and the um, the weirdy bloke, the boring Lamal. Let's call him Lamal. Mel and Lamal at one point. They they go into a storm drain, and all I kept thinking was, "You're going to ruin your white trousers, man." Yeah, that's not what you want in a in a exciting <laughs> scene where the monster appears. You shouldn't be thinking about um, Mel's bottom, should you? Well, that's when the monster appears, and this is tetrap. where we get our tet trap. And Jesus do you, do you Christ, the I only remember the tet traps from photos, so oh, right. I don't know if I got this far into the story or oh, if I got to this point. It's like, no, I'm out. You know, lucky, lucky man. So the tetraps, they, they, these, they were so proud of these BBC. These were going to be the the new Daleks. Um, this, I think, I said to you <laughs> last week, um, the first three and three quarter monster figure ever produced was a tetrap. <laughs> oh, good what grief! Um, I've still got, I've still got mine. Kick about his wings have fell off. You it's own a tetrap. I own a tetrap. Um, and they so they had sort of this idea that the tetraps would have 360 degree vision, um, so they got an eye on each side, and they show the they show their viewpoint, and it's four four views all muddled. It's quite it's quite a good effect. But then whenever they look at something, it, it that stops because it's headache inducing, <laughs> and they just look normally. Um, and they were they were touted on everything as look at this animatronic head. This is amazing. This is cutting edge. They're rubbish. Yeah. They're, they they look like an old gorilla costume that someone's put a dragon head on, and they don't walk very well. No. And, and it annoys it annoys me when monsters walk like bored extras. Yeah. The the lead tetrap. Oh, I don't God. know if What's it his is. Name? I can't remember his name. I I don't know, but I don't know if it's him. But it sounds like it. It sounds like blowing Derek Deadman again. Oh God. Would, would I don't think it is, but in enough sound like him. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty shitty. Um, and yeah. talking about shitty things, what do you think of the Rani's pink pyramid? Uh, oh, God. Yeah. No, I don't. It, aren't, it, that, that, I mean, that, they're meant yeah. to blend in, aren't they? Yeah. And it's, well, and, we liked, I mean, we liked the last tower this year, the cupboard. Yes. Presumably they built that. What? Is that one of the things where they they put in storage and then gave up on it? What the why cupboard? Would you, yeah, why would you if you had if you still had that? Why would you use this? 
They must have um, chucked it all away. Acrylic, bloody. It, they must have chucked it all away because the interior is just a reworking of the doctors now, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, they must have just got rid of it all, which is a shame. Um, so, do you think? Do you think this is what a TARDIS actually looks like? A what pink, pink pyramid? pyramid? Yeah. Oh no! I quite like those column ones. Those those you know steel or yeah, aluminium tubes, tubes yeah. is a basic one. Yeah, I like them. Makes more sense. Yeah. I tell you what doesn't make sense, and and that's the fact that that Rani can remove her disguise by just taking her wig off. I don't yes. know. I, I don't know how that works. This is equivalent of Clark Kent taking his glasses off, and people going, "He's actually Superman." Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and the Doctor's sort of he's described to Rani at this point as this is the most evil woman in the universe mm -hmm. that she thrives on death and destruction. Well, as, as they had a lot of off-air adventures, because this, this isn't describing who we saw in the last story. Not at all. Not at all. Um, it's, 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 it's reduced what was a really interesting character with huge potential to a, a snarling B-movie villain. And, and that's what I find so disappointing, is the, the people who wrote it are the people who wrote the one before. Yeah. Makes, it makes sense. Oh, it, it wasn't there, was it, wasn't it? Pip and Jane Paik, this was Pip and Jane's first story. No, they wrote Mark of the Rani as well. Did they? Yeah, they wrote both of them. God. I'm, 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 I'm just going to check. I'm pretty darn I've, sure. Um, I mean, how could they quality drop so far? <laughs> While you're having a look, I'll just say about how, you know, episode two ends with uh, Sylvester trying to do Charlie Chaplin running round corners and and such nonsense. Oh, he can't he can't run in a compelling way, can he? No. And he gets Not caught by the tech traps, which is sounds oh, painful. You're right. Mark Durrani was Pip and Jane Baker. Yeah, they Jesus. did both of them. Okay, I apologise, Eric Saywood. <laughs> I apologise. You must have been, you must have actually been pretty good to tell me what the hell happened. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I mean, we're, we're, we're almost into episode three now, and um, I am seriously losing the will to continue. Yes, I, I was struggling at this point. I was flagging. I honestly thought about, like, calling you or speaking to you and saying... Change my happy. mind. Yeah, I'm ha <laughs> no, I'm happy to, to not watch the last two episodes, and this will be the first one we both agree to not watch fully mm. it's that bad well I'm glad I went all the way through because I don't think I've seen it all before um, is, that, is that something to be proud of well I had to buy the flaming thing as well you know so um, I had to get to the end oh god so you had yeah. to yeah. Oh, I've had to buy sorry. it <laughs> I suffer for this podcast we suffer for this podcast yeah so episode 3 yeah episode 2 ends with the doctor being caught by the tech traps Episode yeah. three starts with him doing crap jokes about eyes. Um, yes, yeah. And, and some stupid pratfalling nonsense again. Um, and meanwhile, Mel is in the quarry and she gets tongued by the yes. uh, Tetra. Yeah. And it, yeah. that is crap as well. Snogged by a muppet. And yeah. What? Yeah, they, they've got a sting on their tongue. Um, but the the effect is just awful. It is. <laughs> it's not. 
It's, oh, but it's totally in keeping with this story, isn't yeah, it? No, that's true. If yeah, if, if there was any story that this effect should fit in, this is it. Yeah, yeah. this is it. And <laughs> also the concept of having a centre of leisure. Yeah, what leisure from what? What are these people doing? I I've got written down. Oh dear God, you know I can't even remember. I know it was rubbish. I can't even remember what they were doing. But it's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so they, their, their idea of leisure is to sit around a small bubbling, I won't say pond, because it's it's like a little bathtub sink thing, um, reclining with <laughs> with a disco ball full of deadly bees. Yeah, Do you think they were taking a piss at this point, weren't they? I don't know. Do they are. They're... They are deadly bees in a ball. Yes. But this is, this is the... Uh, this is the threat hanging over the Lycurgians to make them behave, is that the Rani is put a, a disco ball through a full of bees in their leisure centre. No, centre of leisure. The centre of leisure, yes. Yeah. Don't go into that centre of leisure. <laughs> threat And you'll negated. be all right. Yeah. Because they come out, don't they? And as bad as everything I've seen so far, the video effect of these oh. killer bees, well, <laughs> oh, oh, good grief. It's... Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's um, just all e rubbish. Episode three is where we meet Mrs. Cumberbatch, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mama Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, she's out in the quarry. Yeah, I didn't realise, oh, uh, Zen, an Orac, is in this. Peter Tugnam, is it? What part is he playing? He's he's the male voice of the big brain that's behind the door. No. There's, Yeah, there, there, there's a woman called Jackie Webb. Right. She's the female voice, and it's Peter Tudnam, old Tudders, is, 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 is the male part. Oh, bless him. Mm. He needed money, probably. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Um, um, also, we we get this weird line where... So Mel Mel meets up with the Doctor, and Doctor thinks it's she's the Rani, so he's trying to kill her brother. Right? And then they, they work out that it can't possibly be, and that she is Mel. Um, I can't remember how it was something stupid that they did and um, Mel goes why do you look like that I know about regeneration of course well that's why he looks like that yeah if you know about regeneration why are you then surprised that he looks why are you different? questioning it yeah yeah and the doctor does actually this is definitive he says um, this is my seventh persona yes yep so piss off Jidno <laughs> All right, so episode four. Oh. Let's get through this, right? Oh no! What's the matter? I've just realised. Do you think because Chibnall was on Good Morning Britain after this, slagging it off, he hated this story. He thought this was the worst story ever. Got to agree with him. Do you think when he became the showrunner, that's why he wrote in that there was loads of Doctors before, just to ruin Sylvester McCoy's utterance that he's the seventh doctor so this is all payback what we've got this is now all payback, is payback yeah right okay if we hadn't have had time and marani yeah we wouldn't have had right. the oh uh... this one's fault yeah, yeah. Mm. um we've got more rubbish where the doctor's confusing the brain because he's combining well, with all the brain yeah. bits isn't he well just just before that so the doc the doctor is um he listens at the door and you can hear a heartbeat why has a brain got a heartbeat? <laughs> oh, why? Oh, oh, good lord! Um, and and yeah, we've got this nonsense got of a plan. I've got in my notes. I've written down: brains don't have heartbeats. 
Why have I got to write that? Why, yeah, you shouldn't be having to write this. Here. Yeah, yeah. Because we find out more of this plan of hers. It's to make a time manipulator out of the yes. planet. Right? Yeah, or, also... Um, so, the, yeah, the Doctor, he works out how to get into this uh, this this place using the magic, the secret code. It's a three-digit combination, and yeah. it's the Rani's age. Yeah. A three-digit combination. <laughs> um, also, she's going to go back to the Cretaceous, isn't she? Yes, um, yeah. To start all over again. Yeah. To Why? Earth. Why has she suddenly got an interest in Earth? Yeah, yeah. But uh, she doesn't because the Doctor nobbles the machine. I didn't yeah. know that that we're going to have a ship version of the theme tune in this story. Oh yeah, that's that's so weird, isn't it? I think this is the only because occasionally we'll get the odd note or two, won't we? We'll get like in the five Doctors, the Doctor plays it on the harp. And you, okay, that's good. This the actual theme tune is incidental music. Yes. And I can't think that ever happens again or has ever happened before. I don't um, like it. No, it's rubbish. It and it's because it's it's also a nineteen eighties weird synth version of of the theme. I what were they thinking of? No, I don't know. We get this nice model again. It's old Mike Tucker. This this missile that's going to blow up the strange matter asteroid. My notes finished there. I gave up taking notes. All right. Well, we got a nice model taking off, yeah. but uh, um, it misses. The Rani yes. takes off in her TARDIS. Yep. Right and escapes. The Doctor's got all these genii on board yes. the TARDIS, and he's going to take them all back to their places, presumably wiping their memories so they don't realise they've been in the TARDIS. I don't, um, yeah, we, we get the weirdest collection. This this I had flashbacks of Destiny of the Daleks and Blake 7 episodes where they've just raided the costume yeah. department. That's exactly what they were doing, yeah. yeah. And and the last thing we really see is the Rani, where she's been caught by the tap. Tetrap somehow. The last yeah. time we saw her, she was in her TARDIS, but now she's in this cave. She's not hanging upside down like the Tetraps do. She's the right way up, and that's the end of her. Well, I, I imagine, and this this is horrible. I imagine they probably didn't want to. She refused to be hung upside down um, for hair purposes. Yes, <laughs> my, my hairspray's not strong yes. enough. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so uh, that's so that then, story so over. The story, yeah. Um, any, did you find any redeeming features? No, not no. one. Utter bollocks. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so I'm almost angry that Doctor Who didn't end there and then because it deserved to. This is a program that didn't deserve to go on. It needed putting down. It needed putting down. Yeah, it needed euthanizing. Perhaps if it had died then, <laughs> we'd have had a a ten year break. Then it would come back in like what ninety six, ninety four. Um, it would have been so different, wouldn't it? This is rubbish. I, think I, what, I can honestly say I'm never going to watch this story again in my life. Oh, I know I won't. I absolutely know I won't. Um, but I, I think I think the problem with this story, and I think it's going to be equally so in the one we're just about to talk about, is what we've got here is pure, unfettered John Nathan Turner. Yes. Everything about this is just John Nathan Turner, isn't it? Yeah, this is um, this is pure jump JNT. Um, this is weird as well, isn't it? So, behind the scenes at this point, um, Eric Saywood had previously uh, quit, done his big expose. Uh, you know, set, it, it was embarrassing for the BBC. 
the BBC, so J, according to, to JNT anyway, I don't know why you would bother lying, JNT said, um, okay, I'll quit, I'll move on to something else, and the BBC said, nope, no other bugger wants this programme, which is true, no other producer wanted to touch it, can't blame them. Um, so they said, no, JNT, you're staying, bad luck, you know, this is... This is back when you were a BBC producer. You didn't have any say in what you did. Mm. So they said, you're, you're staying. You're going to produce a new series. The person that wants to stay, Colin Baker, you've got to sack. Yep. So can you imagine even the most professional, the most detached of people in that situation? It had to colour what his work, didn't it? So I, I think at this point, he's probably either seeing how shit he can make it to see to get it cancelled or he's doing it as a, a snub to the BBC it's got to be isn't it I don't know but whatever of, if it's either of those two things we are the ones who are suffering the from suffering. it yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely it's not really fair on us is it no, no this, this was when I was embarrassed to tell people I was a Doctor Who fan it's the sort you, you haven't mentioned it for a long time but this is one of the things you don't want any of your family coming in yes while you're watching it and I, and I think I've said before, this this was the period where we got, as a family, we got a colour TV in the front room. And we I used to watch Doctor in the front room while, at tea time, because it, it, it aired about, what, 7 or 7.25 mm. or something? Um, on a weekday, so the whole family would be sat eating their tea, <laughs> watching this shit, knowing, knowing in their mind of minds that, oh, this is Ian's programme. Yes. <laughs> This is this is what Ian is devoting his life to. He's so he's so enthusiastic about this. They must. I, they must oh, the poor enough. little you. Yeah, I will look at him in his little. Thing. Why is he you, crying? You, enjoying it. No, don't don't cut your wrists like that. Oh. All right. Well, we've got to move forward a little bit further. Yes. To, yes, yes. Here we go. Uh, Let's thankfully, go from. What, what was a pantomime to something that was meant to be a pantomime. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Dimensions in Time. Pickled in time, like gherkins in a jar. Mistress Rani, the time tunnel is ready to receive its first guests. Proceed. Fated to wander a dismal corner of the universe for 20 years. Helpless, paralysed. It'll drive them insane. Yes, what do you remember about this? What's your... I remember Cause it because at this point I'm I'm still I, I'm sort of uh, Doctor Who had finished I'm still a sort of I'm a fan I'm I'm probably bigger fan when it finished because I didn't have to watch it um, than when it was on but what were you at this point? Um, well, I I've completely drifted away. Yeah, you know I was at that point where the only time I would watch it would be if you know the Daleks were back or some yeah. something some design of something piqued my interest um you mentioned earlier dragonfire i've never seen dragonfire i know that really? for a fact yeah um so Are you being an aliens fan as well yeah well i don't know what you're talking about so um yeah so um but yeah i mean this was hyped to, to death wasn't yeah. it you know it so, was absolutely everywhere yeah well, uh, this, it was a big this deal was, this was an interesting um an interesting uh, production on this as well wasn't it because we were we were going to have they wanted to do a uh, a commemorative program. It was meant to be a serious story, and it was um, I can't remember what the hell was it going to be called. Hang on, uh, I've got Dark it in my Dimension. notes. 
Yes. That I mentioned. So, so someone else had written this, and it was going to be this massive story, fully serious, multiple doctors. Tom Baker was going to be the main character. Um, and then the script got sent out to various ex-doctors, and there was a little bit of, of, of kerfuffle because Tom Baker had such a big power. And, and I think, I think uh, John Pertwee was one of the main vocal people that said, I ain't doing it if this is a script. And that floated it up to the higher echelons of the BBC, looked at it and went, well, yeah, OK, we want, we want, a, we want a, uh, a Doctor Who story for, this, uh, for children in need. Um, but let's let's not do this. Let's let's get the guy that knows all about Doctor Who involved. Who was he? Oh yeah, JNT. Yep. This is the only writing credit he yep. ever had with the show, isn't it? You know. It is. And <laughs> yes, that explains an awful lot. I mean, yep. my abiding memory of it is yeah, I remember that. I remember that Saturday night. I remember having to sit through Noel's house party to get to it, and uh, with my. Wasn't that weird watching that again? Oh man, he is far, 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 far more irritating than I yes. remember him. That's because the the YouTube. How he hasn't come out as a kiddie fiddler, I do not. Give think. it time. Okay. Well, well, we'll have to say yeah, it is on YouTube. Allegedly. Yes, it is on YouTube. Dimension yes. in time, not him fiddling kiddies. Um. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, oh, I, mean, I mean, the version you and I saw have actually has the preface where John Pertwee yes. arrives in Dinkley Dell or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, Dingley yeah. Dell. Crinkly Bottom. Crinkly, Crinkly Bottom. Bottom. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so John Pertwee arrives at Noel Edmonds Crinkly Bottom because um, let's face it, that was the only reason it was called that for that joke. Uh, um, of course. And it's isn't it weird that I mean John John Pertwee, consummate professional that he is. He's he's doing his own little bit there. He's really good, and then you got creepy little Noel Edmonds with his with his squeaky silly voice. Yeah, it's that, that put on voice. It's yeah. awful, awful. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, I remember this as well though. It, you're right. It was hugely touted because this was the first the first version of this new 3D process. So we had had. Uh, a season of 3D films that was shown by Channel 4 uh, and it was, I think, I want to say Run of the Arrow and something like that. It was a couple of westerns and they showed them and they were forced to stop. The, the Channel 4, there were so many complaints about people having headaches and seizures mm -hmm. and that that the Channel 4 were told you're not showing any more red and green anaglyptic ana uh, stereoscopic one. Well, so basically what would happen is you had two prints, one in, one in red and usually one in green, and you wore glasses, and one lens was red, so you only saw the green stuff, and one uh, lens was green, so the other eye only saw it, and you get the stereoscopic view. Mm -hmm. But the trouble is, if you watch it without the glasses on, which most of the audience would have done, um, it's, a, it's, it's like watching an out-of-focus TV. Not that any, anyone listening that's below about 30 won't understand what an out-of-focus TV TVs is. TVs don't go out of focus anymore. They don't anymore. go out of focus anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so so there was loads of complaints. They said, no no more 3D on TV. You can you can nick that right off. And then um, this, I, I can't remember who it was, but I don't think you worked for the BBC at the time, but someone came up with this idea that the way that <coughs> human vision works, if you move, if you move the, the furthest image 
one direction and the closest image in the opposite direction and keep the camera moving if you put on um, glasses that darken one eye it gives you a 3d sort of feel and the, the bonus of this was that if you weren't wearing the glasses it just looks normal yeah just looks like a normal program but the what they didn't sort of take into account was because of the movement of the camera um, it gave people motion sickness, yeah. and the BBC, th th this was the, this was it. The BBC were told, nope, you are not doing any more of these because they they were going to do, start producing all their programs in this three D mm. format, you know, as as a way of going, ha, look at ITV in their grabby two dimension. <laughs> um, and it is weird watching it because I I don't know about you, I didn't have a pair of glasses. I no, could knock one up, I suppose. I could have used a sweetie wrapper in one eye. Um, it's fascinating the way it works. It was really fascinating at the time, but it's not a great 3D effect, and it really makes you feel ill. It's um, very. I'm, odd. I'm normally immune to it, but yeah, it's very odd. It is odd if you're watching it, not in 3D. The way, as you yeah. say, the camera doesn't stop. The people don't stop moving. Everything's moving all the time, all yes. the way through. It feels it. like a music video, doesn't it? But it's quite exhausting, yeah. isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's. It really makes it. It really takes it out of you. It, it does exhaust you. Um, yeah. Uh, you can see why they just didn't bother. No. Um, evidently, it was an absolute pain to film as well, wasn't it? It was to to get this movement. And in some scenes, you can see they just don't bother. They're no. It's like ah, oh, stuff it. We, but especially in in the studio scenes, because there's not enough room to to do the camera <laughs> movement. So like when it goes into the Rani's tower, it's like yeah, it's two D. That's all. Good yeah. Enough. Yeah. But my abiding memory is. Um, it's just it was nice to see old you know faces from the past come back yeah for like two so, seconds i suppose i mean we can't we can't blame jnt too much because given the the requirements for this program so it was um i think 14 minutes long two seven minute segments it had to incorporate eastenders <laughs> because that was the they, they wanted to film on Albert Square and tie that in for children in need. Um, it had to feature multiple doctors. Mm -hmm. Bizarrely, it had to feature multiple companions. Mm -hmm. um, so trying to fit all that in and do a story in 14 minutes. I mean, it's amazing. It is it watchable at all. I mean, it starts all right. I mean, but yeah. at the end, the actual resolution in the, oh, like, the last 30 seconds makes absolutely no well, sense. No, none of this makes any sense at all. So, so we, we're introduced, so we get a, a shot of the TARDIS, and then, again, it's um, the Rani. It's the Rani's TARDIS interior, and they... Well, no, no, it, it's not a TARDIS. Is it a TARDIS or is it a space station? Because it's this red Well, thing. it's a red it, model. I think it's meant to be a TARDIS, isn't it? I don't know. I thought I, it was I, a space station because, again... It's a console, though. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. So oh, that is her TARDIS. That's her TARDIS. Because I know, is, again, yeah. that's another Mike Tucker one. Right. That's a Mike well, Tucker did he design. make that for this or was that he had that? No, it was made for it because really? I researched that because I, I wanted to recreate it because he made it all out of EMA parts. So it all is right. possible to recreate that. It's right. rather nice. I like the red and black colour yeah, scheme. Yeah, I think it, it looks right. Um, so, yeah, we get, we, get, <laughs> we get that on one side and then the TARDIS on the other and the Starscape 
<laughs> which has got to move to give the 3D effect. Oh, it's, it's nauseating. Um, then we cut inside and we get our first glim glimpse of the Rani and the, her companion. Her this boy. Time. Her boy. Uh, and he's he's gone on to better things, hasn't he? He uh, he's gone on to some film stuff, and I bet he's embarrassed by this. Oh um, dear! And she's she's well into uh, dynasty mode. Dynasty um, panto mode, hands on hips. Yeah, you know, hands on <laughs> hips, big shoulder pads, big hair. And she some for some reason she's she's trying to collect the doctor, and she's got his first two parts pickled in time. That line. That line, oh dear, it sums yeah. it all up. The very it first does. line of this is pickled in time. Yeah, and uh, the two heads are terrible. They're, they're not realistic. They're like uh, they're like caricatures. caricatures. Yeah. They most definitely are. Yeah, and then um, and then we I can't remember whether it's before this or after this. We're introduced to Tom Baker because it ain't the fourth Doctor. This is Tom Baker as Tom Baker anyway. He's got all oh, my dears. He's Tom Baker. He's not playing the fourth Doctor in this. And uh, he's the one that's explaining that the Rani has kidnapped two of his previous heads. Where's the rest of them? Why are they just heads? Yep, that, um, that, that was my question I've got. Yep, yeah. These two heads that are floating around in the air, is that actually meant to be them? Is that their essence? Is that their spirit? So. Oh, I, think it's meant, I think it's meant to be them. I don't know. Who knows? I don't um, know. And then we cut to uh, to um, the Cutty Sark in Greenwich. Oh, no, uh, no, no, before the Cutty Sark, we've got to go back to old Tom, right? Because he's, oh, yes, yeah, he's in this yeah. bad hat, isn't he? And he's talking yes. to the other doctors. He's se sending out a distress call to the other doctors. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he says, she hates me, right? Yeah. Shouldn't he be saying she hates us? No, because this is this is Tom Baker being Tom Baker. Oh, I see. Right. So I don't think he's being the Doctor in this. I think this is Tom Baker because it, it, he doesn't act like the Fourth Doctor. He doesn't speak like the Fourth Doctor. Um, I love Tom Baker, but what the hell? Do you, do, you, do you think they knew how shoddy this was? Do you think he knew and so he's not... Really I think so. It's the way he pronounces the word Rani. Yeah. You know. It's, there's something wrong, isn't there? Yeah, she hates me. Yeah. She even hates children, you know. And yeah. it's just, oh dear, oh dear, yeah. oh dear. This is um, this reminds me very much of when Tom would go on when he did Doctors and that he would go on to various shows and he would he would go into the Tom routine. Mm. Oh, you know, I I would stick a knife in my leg when I'm watching this program. Uh, and this is that's why I say it. I, I don't think he's even bothering trying to capture the character of the Doctor. All right. Well, um, he he's he's yeah. warning all his other selves yes. that that she's going my to dears. try and yeah. He calls them my dears. My dears. Yeah. Um, the Rani intends to trap all the versions of the Doctor yes. in a time loop in the East End of London. Yeah, as you do. As you do. As and you do. and before we get to the Cutty Sark though, we've got the Cyberman and the Time Lord. Oh yeah, being behind stored the behind the roundels. Yeah. What's that so all about? Is, this has got to be a time. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's going. This, I've locked the specimens away. The Cyberman and the Time Lord. Um, we need the Doctor next or something. Hmm. Um, I think again, it's a. I think one of JNT's things things he was told was include as many old monsters and uh, uh, and creatures as you can. Um, but I don't know. Does that mean all the Roundels have a creature behind them? I guess so. 
I guess yeah. so. I don't know. Very, very strange. Um, so yeah, then we we cut to um, we cut to oh, oh god, I'm just I'm just looking on Wikipedia and it's got Tom Baker's full full script of what he says. So I'm going to read this. this Go on in. Dramatic this, reading yeah, for me in dramatic. There. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> This is an urgent message for all the doctors. It's vitally important that you listen carefully to me for once. Our whole existence is being threatened by a renegade Time Lord known only as the Rani. She hates me. She even hates children. Two of my earlier selves have already been snared in a vicious trap. The grumpy one and the flautist. Oof. Yeah, he's not a flautist, for God's sake. <coughs> it's a recorder. Do he you remember? Yeah, he should remember. And the flautist. Do you remember? She wants to put us out of action, lock us away in a dreary backwater of London's East End, trapped in a time loop in per per perpetuity. I can never say that. Her evil is all around us. I can hear the heartbeat of a killer. No, heart's She's... beat. Heart's beat of a killer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's out jump. there somewhere. We must be on our guard, and we must stop her before she destroys all of my other selves. Oh, good luck, my dears. I mean... Do you reckon J and T wrote that? Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. It is dreadful dross, isn't it? And, and and with that, the Rani shoots in a crap video effect. Yes. Uh, the TARDIS knocks it off course, yeah. and it lands. Course, knocks it into Greenwich. So the Doctor thinks he's—I can't remember where he thinks he's landed. Um, but the, but Ace goes, "This is uh, this is Greenwich. It's a cutty sark." Presumably she went there as a kid, like we all did. Yeah, I did. I used to love the cutscene. A tea clipper. Mm. Um, and then the doctor finds a newspaper, um, and it's... first, isn't it? Yeah, because these time loops are in 20-year segments, bizarre. For some bizarre reason. Um, You've forgotten to say, and I, I was expecting you to say, Sophie Aldred is bloody awful in this first oh, bit, yes. the way yeah, she's shouting. Went, I thought that went without... Oh, so, okay, all right. Um, so then it's we have. Interesting, it's interesting to see as we go through this, who's putting any effort in. And I think we'll, we'll call out the people that are making effort, right. and I don't know whether they're right or not, right, because right. it's because it it stands out. But they're, they're, they're yeah, are either of these two making an effort? Seventh and Ace. No. Um, all right. It reminded me of all the reasons I dislike the Seventh and Ace. All right. I mean, okay. actually, to be fair, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy isn't putting any effort in whatsoever. And he's all the better for it. Yes, I suppose. But I don't yes. know what that says, yeah. All right, well, we get one of these flash effects, and now we've yes. got the sixth Doctor and Ace in 1993, yes. and a curly... 1993, yeah. A, cur a curl-less Colin. He looks a bit weird without yeah. the curls after just watching him. Yeah, it's, it's weird how, um, how both him and Tom Baker, as soon as they left Doctor Who, cut the curls off, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, Neither's career really uh, really survived the curls no. going. Um, I, th I think it looks good. He's this is sort of the the height of his uh, his post Doctor Who weight loss uh, program he was running, wasn't it? So he, he he got in conjunction with the Sun and he was doing stuff for uh, the cop death and stuff like that. Um, and this was the uh, yeah he he looks really fit in it, not yeah. not in a sexy way. I mean he might if you if you find it's that jacket, but he. Yeah, it's that jacket. Um, <laughs> he's put he's putting his all into it. He's yeah. he's acting. Um, so bless him. He's 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 possibly the best thing in this. Um, 
And I not I don't think he works with Ace though. No. See, I didn't. Because again, we get some nice, interesting mixing up of doctors and companions in this. Um, but then we we yeah we we're, they're in <laughs> they're in Albert Square. Did you used to watch EastEnders? Yes, at this time I, I yeah, recognised the yeah. um, uh, the market. Uh, yes, yeah. stall people. Yeah, so San- Sanjay, terrible character. Sanjay tries That's to the name. Yeah. some stuff. Yeah, um, it'll come uh, flooding by. Yeah, we get some sort of little comedy moments, um, and then uh, then we get another sort of flash, and it's another time jump, and then it's what this is bizarre. It's John Pertwee, the Third Doctor, and, and Mel. Mel. <laughs> In 2013, or in 1993's version of what they think 2013 is going to look like. Which is bizarre, because it's almost a a dystopian written at this point. Everything's run down, everything costs a fortune. Oh, actually, they're probably quite right. Um, There's there's super trains in Albert Square. I I love the science fiction tube on that bridge. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. It's like, I don't remember 2013 being like that. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and then this is the bit that caused absolute fan um, sort of convulsions, but it wasn't the Doctor Who fans, it was the EastEnders fans. So they, they casually announced that um, Pauline Fowler's husband died, didn't they, in it? He yes. wasn't dead in the programme, yeah. and they go, oh, I wish, I can't remember what his name was, but I, I, I wish he was still here. Arthur, that was it. I wish Arthur was here to see this, and that caused uproar. <laughs> that was like... You can't you can't kill off a major character in a crappy thing like this, um, but uh, yeah, and then we get older versions of um, of Kathy and uh, Pauline. Yes, yeah. hilarious. I do I do feel that John Pertwee's you know uh, teeth had slipped a bit because it, yeah. that lisp when he says what year if this, you know, yeah. it's like spray that again, John. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we do another take? No, no. Okay. <laughs> what year if this? <laughs> yes. And then uh, yeah, we get another jump, and it it's back to the beginning, isn't it? It's back to seventy three. I had trouble keeping track of what, yeah. where it was what. And this time um, it's the because, sixth yeah. Doctor and Susan. That's right. Yes. And and the the Su- the do- Susan the Doctor has to tell Susan who he is. Yeah. And she says, "You're not my grandfather." You're not my grandfather. Yeah. So by this point, yeah, you could, Time Lords didn't recognise each other. Um, or is this finally uh, canon proof that Susan wasn't a Time Lady? She wasn't a... Mm. You know, mm, she might have just been a human. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is... And then we we meet um, Baby uh, baby Beale, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Little Ian. <Yeah. laughs> Little Ian. Yeah. Ian Beale. Oh, dear. We have another jump in time, back yes. to 93, and that's where we've got the third Doctor and Sarah Jane. And oh, I don't, it's nice to see. It's nice, it's to, see not, it's nice to see Sarah Jane. And isn't that her outfit she was wearing in Hand of Fear? Her Andy Pandy outfit? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. She probably kept it. Yes, yeah. Um, which Doctor is she with? Oh, I should have made notes. I didn't make any notes for this one, sorry. Um, I was in a stupid... I watched what, Sarah Jane? Yeah, who, which doctor was she with? With the third doctor. Time is she with the? Oh yes, because she go, wanders over and says, um, oh, "I, I knew you'd be here yeah, somewhere." Yeah. yeah. Oh, so nice to see her back together. Yeah, that bit's all right, isn't it? Yeah. But then the next flash, we've got the fifth doctor plus Perry plus Nissa, 
And this is the yeah. worst bit. This is when you've got all these ropey adversaries hanging out the windows. Um, yeah, yeah, we get we get the, the Peter Davison who again his hair's been shorn. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't quite look right. So so weirdly, other than Yeah, he you would think he would be the one that would fit most easily into it. Uh, but he doesn't. It, there's something wrong with the look. He looks again. He looks like someone cosplaying as the Doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Nissa. She. She's alright. She doesn't really do a lot. Um, I thought. Yeah. Perry was. It was not. It was lovely to see Perry again. Mm. Um, and and she obviously works really well with Peter Davis and they're good good pals. Um, and and it, it's a nice way. Is this the point? Uh, oh, oh, I'd forgotten he was in it. We get creepy Mike Yates. No, not yet. No, no, oh, that's coming that's, up. That's coming up. I'd forgotten I, about Mike Yates. I spat my drink out in that. Yeah, I, 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 I was more stunned by the clumsy way they use all these um, aliens and just have them hanging out of windows well, they, and stuff um, like that. They say the the Rani says unleash the special specimens. I got John Pertwee teeth going. <laughs> um, un, unleash the specimens. Lift. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, they just want. So, so the doctor says they're wandering around the marketplace, and the doctor says the locals can't see them, uh, but they're not putting any effort in. They're just wandering around like as if they're in a, a fate or something. And then, weirdly, because obviously the the the, the Albert Square set is just facades. There's yes. no there's no there's no rooms behind any of those upstairs windows. So they've sort of they've duct taped various <laughs> costumes to the window ledges. Um, and you get weird things like Fifi and yes, and, and stuff like that. And it's well, what's going on? And the guy who's playing the Ogron is far too small for the suit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And he's wandering around with his gun. He, he, the doctor said they're out to get us. It doesn't look like that. He looks like a crap cosplayer as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the episode they they're converging on him, and the episode ends. Um, and then uh, we get the we go back to Noah's house party. And they did the thing where they said, you, the viewer, can help choose the ending <laughs> to this story. Would you like Big Ron or... Mandy. Mandy. And then it, it cuts away, and it cuts to the next day, because it's shown on two consecutive days, and it's the Saturday. And um, John Pertwee's gone home. He's, he's not bothering anymore. Uh, but Noel's there, and he says, um, OK, so the, we've closed the phone lines, and there was... You've raised a hundred and... Ten thousand pounds or something mm. at thirty-six p a minute. So can you imagine ringing it up? It's going to be one of those lines that says, "Hello and <laughs> welcome to drag it out." The comp, yeah. So because otherwise, how did they get so many people phoning? And uh, the outright winner, oh, was was Mandy. So I'm looking forward to this. I imagine it will play a large part in this episode. <laughs> Um, so we cut back and we get a little, a little. No, we don't get a recap because Noel Edmonds is telling us about the recap and not taking it at all seriously. And all he's worried about is the fact that he he looks silly wearing glasses. Yeah, might mess um, his hair up. Yeah, might mess his hair up. I think you're probably right. It's, I I forgot how bouffant his hair was. Oh, awful! Wow. Um, is he still alive? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Okay. He never really made it made it back after killing that guy did he no no yeah. we, so we, we're not, we've accused him of murder and being a pedophile allegedly um 
The night's still yeah, young. So, We've so, still got other things. So yeah, so it gets back, and um, so we, we we have been left on our our cliffhanger. So the Rani had decided to just pull a gun on the Doctor. So she stood in the doorway of the Queen Vic. Yep. And uh, she's got a gun pointing at the Doctor. And at that point, um, Liz Shaw decides to uh, <laughs> to take a dan. Um, so so this this sort of elderly scientist lady runs at her and of course she takes her prisoner um but then this is this is where the big thing comes in so mandy who it took me a moment even though i'd seen it before and i knew that mandy was in this episode mandy just says oi leave her alone and that's it <laughs> that's all that's the extent of it the, yeah the worst thing in this bit is when liz you know takes on the rani you've got john pertwee like cowering yeah Around goes, the, don't, don't go around this. the fence, yeah. yeah, and the camera keeps cutting back to him, looking concerned. Yeah. That's not well, our very, third he, doctor. No, but he probably is concerned because he's thinking my career won't survive this. I'm <laughs> doing be. Volvo adverts next, yeah. and um, that's when Slimy yeah. Mike arrives. Yeah, Slimy Mike in Bessie. He doesn't deserve to drive this. And they've given him the world's smallest beret to wear. At a jaunty wearing, angle. Yeah, he's wearing it like uh, Rick does in the last episode of The Young Ones. It, or it the is. the episode of The Young Ones, yeah. Like pointy, like a pie hat. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh awful. He, he gets up out and he goes, Get on, Doctor. I'm going to say... Oh, I was, I was pissing myself at that point. It's hilarious. Also, um, is hilarious is him shooting at the Rani and knocking the yes. gun out of her hand. Yeah. So, so not only so this is this is a trained military man, um, and without knowing any of the situation, he shoots at what could be a civilian. Yeah. He might have, he might have hit uh, Phil Mitchell or something. Right. <laughs> we should be lucky. Can we just um, pause for a moment, right, and 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 just go to the end where we find out when the doctor says what in what what version of companion were you yes. when that thing happened so yeah he goes, when they cloned you he yeah. says what what version of companion were you when they cloned you yeah what cloned who's is well, it meant to be time jumps no i'm thinking the companion changes form the same time the doctor does yeah well, right sense in the doctor because it's a time loop so it's the same person, but why? These are different people. Yeah. How are they changing? Like well, the the reason I'm asking the question is where the bloody hell did Bessie come from? I don't know. Also, because the, then the brigadier turns up. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we in a helicopter. Yeah, the, where we've we've got this extra in a dodgy wig, pretending to yeah. be John Pertwee, running yes, up to a helicopter. Yeah. John Pertwee's going. I ain't going near that. It'll, it'll flatten my hair. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the Brigadier appears and um, John Pertwee's stunt double runs up and gets in the helicopter. And then we get another sort Flash. Of, um, time jump. But at this point, the Brigadier's still the same. He hasn't, he hasn't only, aged. Yeah, he hasn't aged. We get our only on-screen meeting. meeting between the Sixth Doctor and the Brigadier. It's poignant, but also annoying because the doctor just goes, "Oh, I'll speak to you later, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. To totally blanks the brigadier. So, is the brigadier is the brigadier Ace? Yes. Because is it it's Ace that's changing? So, what happens when we see Peter Davison and two? Companions? That's what I, that was. I was, was going to say at the end. Yeah. How can you yeah. have 
if each one is just another version, you know, it's Ace transforming into these other companions, how can you have two? I don't know. Mm. If it just started as Perry, you could understand what, two, the two. Two fully <laughs> featured. Yeah, there's enough, there's enough material to work with, isn't there? Um, yeah, I don't understand it. It's almost as if this is a piece of nonsense for children yeah. in need. But, written by but someone who's not a writer. Yeah, written by someone that thinks Hawaiian shirts are the height of uh, sartorial elegance. Yes. Um, but we're not going to let them get away with that. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the Sixth Doctor um, blows off the Brigadier. Um, is it then that we go into a meet Romana with the, the Mitchells? And Phil Mitchell's got hair. Yeah, the Bonehead like Brothers are there. Yeah. R- yeah, Romana Mark II is there, yes. Yes. Now, now um, Lala Ward is acting a little heart out. She is. She's brilliant in this. Totally wasting it. I don't know why she bothered, but she's really good in it. She's only in it for about a minute, isn't she? Yeah. I I got so much respect for Lala Ward. Yeah. An amazing woman. Amazing actress. She gets uh, pulled into the Queen Vic, doesn't she, with a pantomime cackle from the Rami. Well, no, we we get that. We get... Actually, and I presume J&T didn't write this in the whoever was doing the EastEnders bits did it. We get rather a nice little sequence where Romana says, I'm looking... I, I want oh, the Doctor. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so um, Phil goes, what are you doing in here, dear? And she goes, I'm looking for the Doctor. And he goes, well, he's on number four, Albert Square, isn't he, Dr. Legra? And it's actually really quite nicely done, and it's quite amusing. Mm. And I, I imagine probably wasn't in the script. Um, but yeah, Romana <laughs> runs off. Gets pulled gets, into the um, Vic. Pulled into the bit, and you get a glimpse of Frank Butcher. <laughs> do you remember him? Yeah, mugging oh, at the camera. Run around. That's on talking. That's on talking pictures every Sunday morning. Is it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Um, I, I'm amazed he was never done for Kitty Fiddler. But... <laughs> He's dead now, isn't he? <laughs> He's dead now. We can say what we like. Yeah. Is his estate litigious? <laughs> I, don't know. I, think I think we're going to find yeah. out. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, um, but he's mugging at the camera like mad, isn't he? Is, yeah. Well, he did when he was on EastEnders, let's face it. Yeah, true, um, true, true. Um, yeah, so so the Rani gets captured, and then we get another flashy flashy. Um, and I don't understand this, because the third Doctor's then talking to... Um, Victoria. To Victoria. Nice to see um, Debbie Watling again. But, God, um, she's whining. She is whining. But why isn't she in... Why isn't she in the Queen Vic? Why are these companions yes. yeah, moving that's about so much? Because it's meant to be the same person. I don't understand it. Um, I can't even remember what happens next. Well, the, the third the Doctor goes into the TARDIS, comes out as the seventh TARDIS. That's the seventh Doctor, yeah. Uh, so, 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 seventh Doctor. And then we've got Leela in a higher oh, author Leela. outfit. Yes, because she refused to wear the Leela outfit. Yeah, and all they could find was this ropey yeah. old Hiawatha outfit. Yeah, it. it um, why not? Why didn't they just put her in a Time Lord Gallifreyan robe? Oh, that would have been good. That would have worked fine. Uh, nice to see uh, Louise Jameson again. Yeah. Again, she's putting her all into it as well because she's a professional actress. Um. It doesn't make a lot of sense. She's, she gets like one line there, doesn't she? Yeah, and the doctor, that, that's where the doctor says, what form were you in? Yeah, yeah, when they cloned you. Yeah. Um, I don't remember them cloning anyone, to be honest. Unless that explains why there's more than one of them now. Does I that mean know. when it all goes back to normal, there's like 15 aces running around? 
unbearable thought. <laughs> yeah, because that's when we get the seventh Doctor and Ace. We're almost at the end now, aren't we? And and, yes. and, and some sort of bollocks fixes it. And uh, those two rubbish well, heads come out. Yeah, there's something about the... There's something about a brain print, isn't there? The Rani says something about that she wanted a human brain. But she got but, Romana's brain. She got yeah. the brain print of a Time Lord, so there are now two Time Lord brains. But, or... but how is... I, I just don't understand if this is Ace. She, Even though she looked like Romana, she wasn't Romana. No. She never was Romana. No. So why is it a Time Lord? Why isn't it a human? What did she want a human brain print for? Was there ever a novelisation of this? Can we find out? Oh, I hope not. My my, my question on I, this is perhaps perhaps when they release the uh, the big Ron cut, we'll find <laughs> out what happened. Is this story considered canon? Uh, that is a, an actual that that is a genuine argument in a lot of fan groups as to whether the because it used to be easy. Nope, it's children in need. It's not canon. But then when they did the new Who children in need, and they were said. Children in Need Doc 2 is canon, it's caused a bit of a kerfuffle. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because Do you know what, though? I, having, if I'd have watched this just on its own, and you said to me, is this canon? I could, don't be stupid. This pile of old rubbish. But having watched it after Time and the Rani, yes, canon. <laughs> it might as well be, mightn't it? Makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. And, oh... Well, well, it had to be done, didn't it? Yes, it had to be yeah. done. It, it ends, and um, it was all right. Well, it was a bit of. It was nice to see all these actors getting a, a paycheck and a trip to Albert Square. You say um, it ends. Did you notice the end credits? I watched the end credits. Oh, I didn't watch the end credits. They 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 miss uh, misspell Louise Jameson's name. No. Yeah. I'm Would you like to know how they spelt Louise? L U. I, Lou. yeah, O S E, Louis, Louis Jameson. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit. Oh, that's a bit um, disrespectful. It is. Maybe it's because she insisted or, on wearing the Hiawatha costume. Perhaps she insisted they bill her wrongly, so it doesn't appear on her oh, IMDb. Her <laughs> no, no, that was, that was someone that looked like me. That's Louis Jameson. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Who, um, who are you most glad to see in this? Who, who, who did you see in this that you thought, oh, that's nice? Well, Sarah Jane. Yeah. Um, okay. And Liz Shaw. You know, because yeah, we nice, haven't, nice seen, Liz haven't seen Liz, Liz Shaw for ages. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. Yeah. What, I enjoyed, what about I you? Lala, I, I enjoyed seeing Lala Ward again. Mm. Um, I, I, I thought I would enjoy the UAIs. Jameson, which doesn't do anything here. But I think it was Liz Sladen. And I don't I know a lot of the, the other actors are, are passed away as well, but there's just something poignant about yeah. Yeah. seeing Liz. Yeah. Bless her. Yeah. Alright, so we're at the two eleven mark on this epic of a special. Oh dear. And we're not over Sorry, yet. Listeners. Yes. <laughs> if you've if you've made it this far. All seventeen new adventures featuring the Rani. <laughs> If you've made it this far, well done. Um, I hope you're doing something at the same time that's more interesting. Like, you know, I know some of our listeners make a, a meal, yes. or paint a room, 
or you know perform open heart surgery perhaps. well we're hoping your mind has drifted off a lot during yeah. this uh do you think anyone listens to us like last thing at night to help her get to sleep well this might be the one to do case, it wake up <laughs> All right, well, we're not over yet. We've got to go through our uh, usual, you know, little bits yes, at the that's end. Yes, so, oh, we've got to rate this rubbish, haven't we? We've got to rate it, but before that, we've got some confirmable um, Earth dates, of oh, course. Right, yes. right? Well, three of them, at least, I would think. Well, we've got the Midlands, or Ironbridge, or wherever the hell that is. Oh, yes. um, that, that's approximately 1830. Okay. All right. Eight, I'm Half just six, yeah. I'm just looking around. 1830. We're the nearest 18... Is that... That's a holiday film, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, 1869, um, the Ninth Doctor was in Cardiff for The Unquiet Dead. Oh, yeah, Unquiet Dead, yeah. Yeah, all right. So that's that. Um, there, and then we've got the East End of London in 73, yes. 93, and 2013. All right. Now, in 73, the nearest thing to 73, so all these... Well, the while these shenanigans were going on in the East End of London... Um, Three years away, three years later from that, the third Doctor was in East Anglia for the Daemons. Oh, right, okay. Or Demons. So really, the third, the third Doctor, while doing this, should have gone 73. I'll call Lethbridge Stewart, and he should have just nipped off to a phone box. Yep. Well, the 1993... Boxes, yes. Yeah. The 1993 Brigadier yes. that we see in this, uh, yeah, the nearest thing is 1990. He was there, because that's Battlefield. Right. Okay. So that's sort of, that sort of fits in. Do you think he left unit after this? He went. I ain't doing that. Well, he's in a helicopter in Battlefield yeah, as well, isn't true, he? Yeah. yeah. And then 2013, this supposed, you know, yes, uh, extrapolation of what 2013 yeah. would be like. The nearest we've got to that is 2017, with the 13th Doctor in Sheffield for when oh, she crashes to Earth. Right now, this is the bit I'm looking forward to. Right. Right. It's the our usual design, effectiveness, and adversary rating, right? Okay. Of all three uh, Ranis yes. and the Tetraps. Oh, we're doing Tetraps as well. And we're doing the Tetraps as well. So, shall we do the design rating for all of them first, or shall we go one by yeah, one? Let's, uh, let, well, let's do, them, let's do them one by one, I think. All right, so let's start off with Mark of the Rani, Rani. Her design. What do you give Mark of the Rani Rani? Um, I, I like this design. It's quite, it's quite subtle, quite simple. It's got a little bit of futuristic touch to it. Her hair's normal. It doesn't. It's not dated. Uh, yeah, I like this one. I'm going to give this a solid six and a half. Ooh, I gave seven. Oh. All right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good look. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's eighties, but it's not. Horribly yeah, dated eighties. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. It hasn't horribly dated the show. Yeah. All right. So that's six point seven five. Okay. All right. Are we just doing Mark of the Rani at the moment, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. All let's right. Do Mark of the Rani. Right. So effectiveness. How effective was the Mark um, of the Rani? I, I I think she's really effective. I think that you, this is a really strong character. I'm amazed at Pip and Jane inventing all Jesus. Um, this is a really strong character well acted well written she's got definite goals they make sense she's not evil um so i i really enjoyed i enjoyed this this performance much more than i remembered so i'm gonna go up to uh i'm gonna go to an eight you know 
Well, that's what I have. And really? for exactly the same reason you said, um, yeah, much better than I remembered her being. Yeah. You know? Yeah, re really a classy, classy guest performance. All right. Well, let me just... Uh, We'd love to have seen more of her. Yeah, if she stayed at this level... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that gives her an ad adversary rating of 7.8. Okay. Oh, that's an unusual one. That it? is an unusual one. So, yeah, Mark of the Rani is in a caravan all by herself. I think she would appreciate that. Yes. I can imagine she would like her, her own privacy and her own bucket toilet. All right. Will anyone else come along and take her, you know, um, move in uh, with her? Spo spoilers. Doubt it. <laughs> Certainly not another <laughs> Rani. All right. Okay. So okay. we have time of the Rani now. Uh, time of the Rani, Rani. Rani. Okay. Uh, her design. Um, uh, awful. It's aged really badly. So she's got huge shoulders, eighties bouffant hair. I don't know what was happening with that weird, like, no. I don't know if it was meant to be a nose stud or just a sequin that's fell off something and stuck to her nose. Um, I, I, really, I think it was it was awful pantomime. I'm going to give her a three. That's I think that's generous. That's exactly what I've given her. Really? All right. And how effective was she? Um, not at all. I think I don't know why, because she's a professional actress, Kate Amara. She's been in some amazing stuff. I don't know why, unless she was told to do this, or why she did it. But there is this rumor, isn't there? There is this thing. A lot of people that work with her say, after she came back from America, she wasn't the same person. Right. So I don't know whether that. I don't mean literally. You know, it's not a different actress came back, but yeah, she it sort of changed her. Um, I th I think she's terrible in it. I mean, she's not as bad as Sylvester McCoy, but she is terrible in this. Not believable at all. Um, are we doing design or effectiveness? No, no, we've already done design. That was a three. Yeah, that was a three. Yeah. So I'm going to go down to a uh, a one. Oh. I, I I really don't enjoy. It. I mean. It would have been higher. If it had been a standalone performance, I think it would probably rose to two. But after what we've had, it's such a drop one. All right. Well, I gave her a two. No. All right. So that is an adversary rating of 2.6. That is pretty low, isn't it? That's, that's not good, is it? That is 2.6. Is anyone else... No. I mean, it, uh, no. It's not even Deadmanish. No. Time of the Rani... Uh, uh, is in a caravan by herself right. as well. All right. Okay. The nearest neighbour she's got next door at two point five is Ratcliffe. Oh God. Good old George Saul. They might get on them too. Yeah, they might get down a pub together. Yeah. I bet they knew each other, the actors in real oh, life. I, I bet. Yeah, I bet you're right. I bet yeah. they did. I bet they've been in the same ITC things or something yeah. like that. All right. So that was Time of the Rani, and now we've got <laughs> Dimensions in Time, Rani. Okay, design-wise, I think it was a slightly better costume. Um, the hair was still massive, um, so I'm, I'm going to give uh, an overly generous four for the, the look of the round in this one. All I right. don't think it's anywhere near as bad. Well, no, I, I thought it was as bad, so I, I stayed where I was at three. So she she gets a, a design rating of three and a half. And how effective was she? Um, def I mean such a, a brief part um it is awfully overacted but i don't think it is as as great teeth gratingly bad as the other one so i'm going to give her a two that's what i've given her yeah. as well yeah 
All right. So that is an adversary rating of 2.8. So slightly up on um, oh. on Thingamajig. Is she sharing? No, she's it, by herself as well. Really? Wow, this is a first, huh? All the dimension yeah. Rani, uh, uh, sorry, Rani's are in their own caravans. Wow. They'd probably enjoy it, I think. I think they prefer it that way. Yeah, I think so. All right, right time's getting on. <laughs> We're almost at two yes, and a half hours. I've got behind the scenes, right? Okay. Um, now are we not doing the tetraps? Oh, blimey, yes. Oh, sorry. Let me get my pieces of paper back. Tetraps, yes. So, sorry about that. People, people are waiting on the edge of their seats for this one. They've gone two and a <laughs> half hours waiting to hear about yeah. our view on the Tetraps. Oh, that's what they think of them. Oh, I, can, I can rest <laughs> easy. Um, design yeah, so of the Tetrap. Uh, now, I have actually seen the design. It's in my, it's in a book I've got somewhere. I think um, the, the actual original drawings. And they're nowhere near as bad as the they were executed. Um, but I still don't... I think it's, it's, a, it's an okay idea to have this multi-eyed creature. I don't know how it evolved like that without getting headaches um i four is all i can give it all right well i i really don't like it i gave it a three a, a two sorry so wow. so that's a design of a three yeah. how effective was the tetra um this is where it, it 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 absolutely falls down because the mask is terrible it's rubbery the animatronic eyes are not great when it opens its mouth it's awful um the way they walk and move is rubbish. Um, one and a half. You're generous. I only gave it a one. Wow. So that's a 1.25 on design. This isn't a high scorer, is it? It's not, is it? All right, so... It might end up in a caravan with the... 2.1. Tetraps, okay. that is low. I've got that's probably one of our lowest, isn't it? I'm going down. I'm turning so many pieces of paper over to get wow. to the bottom of the barrel. Two point one. Why not the production team, dude? Well, it's yeah, it's by itself. The tat traps are living oh, right. wow. upside down in their own caravan by themselves. So the nearest we've got is at number two, um, which okay. is Mestor. Oh God! Right, okay. the the human shaped Gelf which we thought yeah. were a bit rubbish, and uh, Malice, the big head version. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a rough end of the car caravan park, isn't it? Not yep. But we put the Tetrap slightly above them. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right, so with that out of the way, as I say, I've got behind the scenes. I might skip, yeah. skip on some of this because I've got quite a lot. Because the Rani seems to have almost Star Wars-level backstory. Oh, um, do you know what? It does not surprise me. I don't know how much of this you're aware of. Um... But apparently, when she was young, she played hide and seek with the first Doctor. Oh no, she didn't. Well, apparently so. The ninth Doctor said that in a comic. Um, oh. Yeah. No. Now, in some books, the Rani's original name on Gallifrey was Ashas. Oh, Ashas. Ashas, yes. But um, in other ones, Not it is it is just Rani. Rani. Where what? I mean, what? Ashes. Wasn't well, the Rani was um uh, wasn't it a Hindu? So it's Hindu for queen. Queen. Yeah. So that makes much more sense than uh, Ashes. Mm. What's Ashes? Is that Hindu for Vic? <laughs> Vic. She's Queen Vic. <laughs> Very good. Um, in a book called The Legacy of Gallifrey, it says that right. when she was at the academy, 
She was an exceptionally successful and well-behaved student, good at everything, but at chemistry especially. She was Hermione then, was she? Yeah, yeah, mainly, yes. Uh, <laughs> she was on an academy research project when the Doctor was expelled from the academy. Oh, right, okay. Did you know that? I and don't know that, no. I don't know this, I don't. Okay. I don't, uh, on the day that the Doctor left the Gallifrey, she and the Master were desperate to know where he went, right. uh, but they couldn't find it out. Um, her notoriety made her the second most wanted criminal in the galaxy after the Master. Oh, right. I think I've, I've, yeah, I think I've read that somewhere. Right. That's been in something. That might have been in Doctor Who magazine. I'm going to skip some of these crappy uh, uh, comic book versions. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, th this is interesting. It was never made clear on screen as to whether Kate O'Mara was the first Rani or, oh. or simply the first one covered by the series. But Pip and Jane Baker's novelization of Time and the Rani says that the Rani is still in her first incarnation. Right. Yeah. So, so we're we're meant to believe then that William Hartnell, his doctor, yes, was playing hide and seek with Kate O'Mara. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say no more. Say no more. The reason why uh, we have these odd heads in Dimension of Time of William oh, Hartnell okay, and Patrick yeah. Troughton was, um, you know, they couldn't use still images of them because they needed, you know, a 3D oh, object. A 3D thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they, I, I think I read somewhere that it's the spitting image people who sculpted those heads. Do you know what, that wouldn't surprise me because they've definitely got a touch of the caricatures about Yeah, them. yeah. Um, blah, 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 what else have I got? Um, it says, for scenes set inside the Rani's TARDIS, this is dim all dim dimensions mm -hmm. in time now, um, uh, uh, a a mock-up was constructed for a recent fan convention, and that's the one that they used. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've said about Louise Jameson will only come back if she yeah. didn't wear the Leela outfit. Um, other... I don't know how they could have fitted all these in. The, the story would have had to have been longer, but other companions that you know Ace was meant to turn into were Tegan, uh, Joe Grant, Jamie, and Romana One. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's pretty much, you know, a, a, a companion appears, says one line, and is gone already. So how how would they? Unless unless originally it wasn't meant to be in EastEnders or something, and those those bits would have featured. I don't know. I don't know. Be. It also says that the Daleks were supposed to have been featured, and and the segment was yeah. shot, but due to disputes with Terry Nation's uh, estate, they were taken out. I, do you know what? I never realised, I never twigged, yeah, the Daleks are not in it, and they really should have been. Yeah. Perhaps Terry Nation's estate have got a good point. Yes. <laughs> and it uh, it says that some fans believe that this story was produced especially for children in need, and because of that, it could only receive ever only one transmission and never be explo exploited commercially in any way. But that's not true, Right. There's, right. there's no contractual issues with the cast, crew, or children in need. The real reason that the story has not seen a commercial release is due to the impractically high price that children in need has stated for them oh, right. to, to, to use it. So it's too expensive for them to use it. Yeah, I mean, assuming the money would go to charity, I think that's a way, but that's, that's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because, you know, if they did release it, 
you know. Yeah, they would get some money, wouldn't they? People would buy it. Yeah, of course they would. Yeah. yeah. Well, us, we would, wouldn't we? <laughs> we're Especially if they did it in the 3D. I don't think they probably medically couldn't do it. <laughs> they, would, they would get in trouble. But, yeah, I, I'd probably... Do you know what? I'd probably... If it was released in 3D with set glasses... I probably would buy it. And some extras, and maybe the missing yeah. Dalek scene put back in yeah, or put, something put like that. Yeah, put back or even as extras, put the scenes that they filmed, if they still exist, do the wrong cut. Yeah, you know, we all want to the see wrong that. cut. Yeah. 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 Uh, Come on, Netflix. <laughs> and the last thing I have is that plans were underway to bring back Kate O'Mara as the Rani for new Big oh, okay. Finish productions. Um, but she, she passed away just a few weeks before recording. Oh, that's, that's a shame. It is a shame, I'm but... So, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm amazed they haven't brought her back as a character in New Who. No. Well, apparently, um, you know, they Big Finish were assured by Kate's agent that she'd have wished them to continue the project without her, and that's when yeah. they cast uh, Siobhan Redmond as the new version oh, of the right, Rani, okay. who's in, who is in new versions mm-hmm. of yeah. the Rani stories. I've not, not heard of any of them. No, no right. I've not heard them. I've heard. I know they did done some, but yeah, I we, I, we, yeah. Perhaps we should catch up once we've finished all the Doctor Who stories. Perhaps we should start listening to Big Finish. We'll be dead before then. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a sobering thought. We're taking this podcast to our graves. We are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it over and over two and a half yeah. hours. This is an epic. Yeah, I, I think this is our longest ever story. Yeah, I'm getting I a sore throat. Yeah, I apologise to you, Eric, that not only did you have to sit through this drivel, um, that you had to pay for it. Yeah, boy, did I pay for it. You did pay for it, yeah. <laughs> At least we had one good story out of it, though. Yes, yes, there is that, yeah. yeah. And and I do, I, I do appreciate it more than when I watched it back then, so that's good. Yes. That's good. All right, so clock is reset. Oh, we yes, are... back, to, back to Billy Bob Hartnell. Yep. And uh, um, it's your last <coughs> choice uh, before it I is. have another go. That's true. Yeah, it's been a while since you had a choice. So this one, this, this, um, I had, to, I, I thought long and hard about this, um, and I had some stories that I were, were naturally sprung to mind. And I thought, no, no, I want to, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, so I don't know how much you, you, you'll probably get this straight away, but so this is unusual. This is a two-parter. Nope. Do you know the two? But no. Okay. Um, this introduces a new companion. That's <laughs> that's not narrowing yes. it down. Uh, okay. Well, he didn't have that many companions. Um, the uh, the villain in it. Actually, I don't. Actually, because I, I don't know that you know it. I don't know that you know the storyline, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, I, I, I will. Is it is it a, a, a historical? No. Science fiction. It's science fiction. Uh, it's got some nice model work in it. Um, one major villain, an alien fella. And that's our adversary. That's our adversary. A male. Um, male. Well, it's hard to tell with uh, aliens, isn't it? Um, okay, I, I, I don't think you're going to get it. Um, the villain, see if you can get the story from this. The villain is called Kakillian. Or as, oh. as Ian calls him, Cocky Licking. That... That, that's is that the fellow who's got like really it's all like chubby yeah, all chubby eyes and pointy and, bits yes. and stuff yeah no i've never it. seen it you never seen it oh all right so you presumably don't have it so you're gonna have to buy it um yeah the rescue is that the dodo um, one is there the uh, no, dodo? It, it, in, 
it introduces uh, Vicky. Vicky, right. Yeah. Right. All right. I, um, I don't think we've done Vicky yet. Who were? Who were? It'll be interesting. This is amazing. So don't read anything about it before you watch I it. I don't know anything about it. I know it's a very Excellent. bizarre outfit for... Yes. I didn't realise it really, was one really scene. unusual looking alien. Yeah, I, I, I know the stills. I just assumed it was an alien race, but that's just one person. No, he's he's like the last of the race. So. Right, um, right. I don't want to spoil it for you, though. It's a really good, it's a really good sort of mystery. All right, well, I don't I, know I, anything oh, about I'm it so at all. I'm so looking forward to this now. I thought you would know about it, but no, oh, this would be good. Don't read anything. I won't, don't I won't, I promise. All my research now. will be afterwards. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Okay. And it's only two parts. Two, just two episodes, yeah. So oh, that's it. One. Well, a bit of a palate cleanser. Well, you know? uh, yeah. And after all the episodes we've been watching, you know, for yeah. tonight's episode, I've got such a sore throat. I've been talking for two I, and a half I, hours. I've drunk a whole can of pop, and my throat is really sore. Yeah. We suffer for this. We do. <laughs> Hope you appreciate it, listener. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, folks. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Come the next week. I can't week promise there's a longer one next week, can we? This is actually. <laughs> Much longer than the story itself that we're going to discuss next week. Yeah, there you go. Really yeah. Long. But will we be talking for two and a half hours about it? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no. Fair, All right. Probably not. All right. Okay. All right, Ian. See you next week then. Nice one. Right. See, see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.